You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Network. Nine. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Live on the Exeter Sports Network, it's Exeter 2023 football. Sponsored by the new Birdies Inn, located at Five Points in Exeter, MikeDragosports.com, the best high school sports coverage in Berks County, and Margarita's Pizzeria in Laureldale. Tonight, your Exeter Eagles host the Hempfield Black Knights. Now to the broadcast booth. Here are your announcers, Darren Ziner and Jerry Gellif. Good evening. Welcome to the Exeter Eagles Varsity Football pregame show on the Exeter Sports Network brought to you by Jerry Gellif Media. Tonight, your Exeter Eagles and the Hempfield Black Knights tangle at the top of the hour, and it all gets started after these messages. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Football season and the new Birdies Inn is your place for all the big games. Featuring more than 30 TVs and NFL Sunday ticket so you won't miss a single game, college or pro. Entertainment every day of the week. Good food, good service, good prices and great people. That's the new Birdies Inn. Located at Five Points in Exeter, 160 Old Friedensburg Road, where they remind you to have fun and be kind. Is your house or business looking dingy or need a sprucing up? Be it interior or exterior, Lancaster Full Service Painting is right for your job. Specializing in all methods of painting, from brush and roll to airless spray and HVLP, Lancaster Full Service Painting will deliver a comprehensive premium job at a friendly price. There's no full service painting like Lancaster Full Service Painting. Call John at 717-419-8492 or schedule online at LancasterFullServicePainting.com. Back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. We're coming to you live, 59 degrees in Riften, Pennsylvania, gorgeous skies. We are on the campus of Exeter Senior High School for tonight's non-league game between the Black Knights of Hemfield and the Eagles of Exeter, along with my broadcast partner, Jerry Gellif. Jerry, say hi to the folks. Hello, everybody. Good evening. We're looking forward to a great game. And we've got our intern, sideline reporter extraordinaire, Ava Strauss. Ava, say hi to the folks. Happy Friday, everybody. That's right. Happy Friday the 13th. I'm Darren Ziner. Let's get it going. Exeter comes into tonight looking for a 20-game regular season win streak. They're currently number five in the Penn Live 5A state rankings. Coach Matt Bauer, of course, has them at 4-0 in league play, 7-0 overall. Jerry, it's week eight already. You know, when we get started, it seems like it's so long ago. But week eight is here. Three more games in the 2023 regular season. And thus far, Exeter's taking care of business. Darren, you may think that it's uh, taken a long time, but but it, it, it's not very at all. I don't think so. It, it's, it's flown by for me. 
Uh, what was your question again? Uh, ju just the fact that Exeter <laughs> has taken care of business. The fact that I can remember. You know, yeah. you, you get to our ages, and being able to remember something that you just said 20 seconds prior is yeah. pretty impressive. So, yeah. essentially, <laughs> it was a matter of Exeter 7-0 and coming into tonight's yep. game. Yep. They've taken care of business thus far, and that's where we stand. Now we've got three games to go really looking forward to them not to say that we wouldn't anyway but a lot on the line yeah well sure i mean this team is definitely driving for the playoffs number one number two they are playing a team tonight that is way overmatched and you know darren the one thing i want everybody to remember is that the one game or, or one of the two games in the last three years of the regular season that exeter has lost has been against this team. It was the trap game two years ago against Hempfield. It was here. They lost, and this was the game that they used to propel them to the district championship. Indeed they did, and we'll talk about last week's game very briefly. It was against Muhlenberg, a 42-0 victory. The running game got going early. It's staking the Eagles to a 14-0 first quarter lead for El Caceres. He'd get the first of his two scoring ones, a five-yard touchdown run. Jaden Zandier, nice vision on the run, great speed, great vision, a 27-yard run, 14-0 before the first quarter's out. Pharrell Caceres makes his second appearance in the end zone on a 35-yard touchdown run. Riley Martinez connects with Genuine Stutzman on a 15-yard passing TD. And Jerry, just like that, big plays, 27-0, Exeter at the half. The scores came fast, and the scores came in uh, plentiful numbers last week. The amazing thing about that game is I think that, that everybody in the press box, meaning you, me, and Ryan, all felt that Muhlenberg's defense really didn't play all that bad. They just com got completely overwhelmed by this Exeter offense. And, and, and if Muhlenberg had been able to cobble together anything that resembled an offense, and that's not a shot against them in any way, shape, or form, Darren. Zach it would have been a, it would have been a, a, a more competitive game. Indeed, it would have. So Zach's laughing at us <laughs> because I'm trying to time you, and she's <laughs> chuckling because I blew it twice. That's why. All right. So Zach Zandier would add a 24-yard touchdown catch from Riley Martinez in the third. Zumar Boston plowing in from two yards out. It's a 42-0 win. Riley Martinez completes three of only seven attempts on the evening, 58 yards. Of course, two of those went for TDs, but of course it was the running game that took over. 32 carries for Exeter, 239 yards, a seven and a half yard per carry average. Jaden Zandier, 10 carries, 112 yards a TD. Pharrell Caceres, 11 for 78 and two TDs and Jerry. 239 yards against Muhlenberg. Exeter raised their seasonal average to 222 yards a game. The offensive line absolutely stellar all year long. And we found out this late in the season and getting into the playoffs, it's the run game you want to base your game on, and Exeter certainly has that. Right, but let's not look past all the other facets of the game. Let's not look at uh, the offensive side. Let's not forget the passing game. Let's not forget special teams. This is the point of the year when you bring all that together, and I know you're going to mention this. You start getting rid of those dumb penalties that you've been taking. 
to bring yourself together to make your push for the playoffs and into the playoffs and beyond. We will certainly talk about those penalties. Let's talk about the defense very quickly. Stellar, once again, they held the Mules to five first downs, held Muhlenberg QB Anthony Sapola to 60 yards on eight of 19 passing. And Jerry, get this, 24 rushing yards allowed. You want to talk about 84 total yards. That's an accomplishment. I don't care in whatever game you're talking about. And we mentioned it's week eight the defense is hitting their stride. Absolutely, and you know, the, one of the amazing things about last week is Muhlenberg does have a couple of, of uh, playmakers, you know, in Mikey Mitchell. They've not been able to find the way to get Mikey Mitchell going. They've also not found the way to get Archie going. You know, it's just the, their offense is just not clicking in any way, shape, or form. And it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt when Exeter's defense is stellar. Absolutely, it'll be exciting to see what they do this evening, friends. We'll have more pregame comments after these messages. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network on Jerry Gelliff Media. You used to read his sports takes every morning in the newspaper. Now you can find Mike Drago stories in a new format on MikeDragoSports.com, a website dedicated to covering Burke's football inside and out all season and all year long. For four decades, Mike Drago has provided in-depth coverage of Burke's football. Now you can find it again at MikeDragoSports.com. Read feature stories about Berks County's top players, coaches, and teams. Mike's unequaled coverage is just a click away at MikeDragoSports.com. Subscribe today. The best Italian food in Muhlenberg can be found at Margarita's Restaurant and Bar, 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. You can get a great sit-down meal, pizza, sandwiches, burgers, wings, and so much more at Margarita's. The chicken and veal marcella are to die for, and the pasta is second to none. Plan your next meal or party at Margarita's. Stop in before or after the next game. That's Margarita's Restaurant and Bar, 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. This is the Exeter Sports Network. Let's talk a little Hempfield Black Knights. Jerry, you never want distractions coming into a big game like this. Unfortunately, Hempfield finds himself under that microscope. Head coach George Eager confirmed to LNP Lancaster Online that potential USC recruit, all-state two-way interior lineman, David Palepoli is no longer on the roster due to disciplinary reasons, and Jerry, you know, you're coming into a game like this. You want to be able to focus on your offense, your defense, all that. You don't want to have the distractions, and certainly that's going to impact Hemfield tonight. Distractions are not needed in the best of times, never mind when your team is struggling. And Hemfield is struggling, and from, from what we're hearing, that was the problem with this dismissed player. So, you know, you have to wonder how this team was able to mold come together against a team like Exeter. Hemfield comes into tonight's game 
taking a look to see. Jerry's pointing at something. I and think I, we're hitting the national anthem. Oh, second. we're hitting the national anthem. I'm actually looking as they are doing the coin toss. And, of course, I missed it because Jerry got me for the national anthem. So, friends, we will go silent before we talk about Hempfield for the playing of our national anthem. Field comes into tonight's game one and three in section one. Lancaster 11 and league play two and five overall. Their lone win came in week four, September the 15th against McCaskey, a 41-20 win. On the season, then we're gonna take a look at some information here. Senior quarterback Jackson Landis, 6'1", 190. He's completed 115 of 183 attempts, 63% completion rate. 1,296 yards, 11 TDs, 7 INTs. In the backfield, it's going to be Elijah Walls, a 5'9", 175-pound senior. 81 carries on the year, 421 yards, a 5-yard average. He's got two TDs. The QB, Jackson Landis, he had 62 carries for 219 yards and 6 TDs. So expect a lot from them on the ground this evening. Exeter will receive. Hemfield will kick off right to left on your radio dial. They are in the white jerseys. Black numbers outlined with red, black helmets. Red and white stripe right down the middle. Kicking off will be a 5'11 sophomore, Brady Bisco. Back deep for Exeter, Nate Pashley, Jaden Zandier. I know I've told you before, but I love that right to left on your radio dial. And the ball is in the air, and we are underway at right, and it goes to the far side. Nate Pashley has it at the 19. He's working his way up the far sideline. 
He'll get the 25, doesn't quite make the 30. Looks like they'll mark it around the 28 yard line. And that's where it'll be first and 10 for Exeter. So Exeter begins at the 28. Let's see what they can do against this Hempfield defense, which has been at times porous. Big man on campus for the Hempfield defense, 6'1", 205 pound junior linebacker, Philip Krauser. Expect him to be all over the field tonight. He's lining up on the line as we speak. Martinez in the gun. He's got sidecar left and right. Two receivers right. Fakes a handoff, throwing left, fires incomplete, trying to hit Jaden Zandier at the 45. Between the numbers and the sideline, it goes through his hands. Incomplete, it'll bring up second down. That looked like a pretty good pass to me. That was one that I think could have been caught. I'm thinking that maybe Zandier turned his eyes just a little quickly and as a result, passed it incomplete. Interesting, Exeter coming out firing from the get-go. Yeah, I like that Mar aggressiveness. Martinez in the gun. He's got the eye to his right. Single receiver to the right. Motion left to right. It's genuine Stutzman. There's the snap. Quick throw to the flat. Nate Pashley has it. Trying to make a move. Can't really get much further than the 30. Nice play by Derek Catch, a 5'10", 155-pound sophomore. Nice play one-on-one. -on -one. Catch had that one all the way. He saw it happening and uh, limited it to about a two-yard gain. Third down, eight. The call, ball on the 30-yard line. Exeter in one of the rare times actually huddling up. Martinez will be in the gun. Jaden Zandier sidecar left, two receivers left. There's the snap, he's looking left, looking left. He fires, it's gonna be a little bit too far for Zach Zandier, just beyond the 50, it falls incomplete. Good pressure from Hemfield on the right side, number 51, Brody Gebhardt, a 5'10", 180 pound junior putting some pressure on Martinez, forcing him to get the ball out of his hands a little earlier than he would have liked. And it brings up fourth down. Nate Pashley back to punt. There, I didn't see a lot of that, but uh, it seemed to me like Zandier got, got stuck at the line. Micah Gates back for Hemfield. It's a line drive, takes a big Exeter roll. Inside the 20, still going, still going, inside the 15. <laughs> All the way down to the 14-yard line. This was a line drive off of Nate Pashley's foot. Probably hit around the 45. Rolls another 25 yards. <laughs> For those listening, the boys were trying to whiff the ball a little farther. That was Justin Prizer who was, who was waving the ball a little bit further. Oh, my goodness. That was very funny. Anybody who's been on special teams, that's right. You're looking for... That gust of wind to take it just a little bit further. And if you can be the one to create it, you'll give it a shot. So Hempfield, first and 10, ball on the 14. Quarterback Jackson Landis in the shotgun. Sidecar right, three receivers right, one left. Uh, here we go. A McConnell jumps. Here we go. This is something we talked about. Actually, you mentioned it 
uh, one of the keys to the game, penalties. Penalties really have hurt Exeter. They're going to give up five easy ones here. It'll be first and five. Put the ball on the 19. Darren, what was that number that I saw in the note? 615 yards of penalties? That's right. 55 on the year. They had 11 for 115 against Warwick, 10 for 90 against Muhlenberg. Landis in the gun, sidecar right. He's rolling right, looking. He fires to the right, trying to hit his receiver. It's incomplete. It goes out of bounds. Micah Gates couldn't catch up to it. A six foot, 170 pound senior. He was right at the sticks on the far side, but he can't bring it in. It's incomplete, brings up second down. Hi, Jay. How we doing, Jay? Saying hello to PA man extraordinaire. Jay Schmidt. 10.41 on the clock. It stops with the incomplete pass. Second and five. The ball on the 19-yard line. Landis again in the gun. He's got sidecar right. Two receivers split right. Single receiver to the left who's now in motion left to right. Here's the snap. Fakes the handoff. Gets it mm. to Gates on the flat. He's got a lot of room to run. He's going to get a first down. He's going to cross the 30-yard line. Nice play, putting him in motion left to right. They hit him in the right flat, and he's able to pick up the first down. They'll give him the 30-yard line. So it's a gain of 11 and a first down. Gates made a couple of members of the Exeter secondary miss him, and he got a good six, seven, maybe even eight yards after the catch, 12 maybe even, eight to 12. First and 10, Hemfield. Landis will be in the gun again. Gates on the left, two receivers right, sidecar left. Here's the snap. Motion from the running back. They're throwing it to Gates near side. He wow. makes the grab inside the 40-yard line. Nate Pashley able to bring him down. They're going to give him the 36-yard line. That's a 34-yard pass and catch. Darren Gates was wide open near side over here, just running, and, and the quarterback hit him absolutely perfectly. He did. A beautiful ball hitting him in stride just as he passed the 50. Yep. Pashley able to catch up, bring him down at the 36, where that's first and 10. Landis showing off the arm there. He's got a running back behind him, single receivers right and left. This is going to go right up the middle. He's going to go off left tackle. There's some room to run. It's going to be Eli Walls, the 5'9", 175-pound senior. They're going to give him the 28. It's a gain of eight. It'll be second down and short. Great running play by Hempfield. Hempfield controlling the clock. We're at nine minutes to go running here back in the taken, first. Running back taken down by Gavin, the Viking Riken. Jerry loves saying that. <laughs> I do. So Landis is going to be in the gun, sidecar right with his running back. Two receivers right in the slot. Running back goes right. He's looking, he's looking. Fires it to the right flat. He hits his receiver, making a few moves, making a few Eagles miss is Orion Abrams, a 5'10", 175-pound sophomore. Makes a few moves. He's going to pick up the first down. They put the ball on the 20. It's an eight-yard gain and a first down. 
Darren Ibs was open on the far side, waving his hands like, throw the ball to me, throw the ball to me. And there, there was three members of the Exeter secondary who were just watching him. Well, yeah, his first his first read was to go deep. It wasn't there, so he hit him in the flat. Here's the snap. It's a running play up the middle. Not a whole lot there. He's dragged down from behind. Taking a look as far as who it was, looks like Zach Zandier may have been getting him from behind. Logan Wegman also in there. Second They're and eight. Move the ball to the 18-yard line. So yeah, that's going to be a gain of two. Second and eight. Hempfield moving at will at the moment. A nice mix between pass and run. Right. Three passes, two runs thus far. Landis in the gun. Sidecar left. Three receivers right, one left. There's motion right to left. Here's something where Landis thinks about getting it to the flat, but immediately there is Ryan McConnell, the six foot, 248 pound senior to make sure it doesn't go anywhere. McConnell clearly read that right from the get-go because he was standing there waiting for him. Loss of how much, Darren? A four-yard loss. Brings up third and 12. Hempfield breaks the huddle, Landis in the gun. He's got sidecar right, two receivers right, one far to the left. Here's the snap. He's got it, he drops straight back. He's looking left, flushed out of the pocket. He's being chased, he just throws this one away. Nice job, three Eagle defenders chasing after him. He thinks better of it, gets rid of it. So incomplete, fourth and 12. It'll be interesting to see what they decide here. Probably go for it, a little bit too far kicking wise. Took the Exeter defense a minute or two but I think they finally got their schemes down because they've broken through the last two plays and uh, nothing has happened. They're going for it. Fourth and 12 for Hempfield. Mark the ball on the 22. Landis in the gun. He's got Eli Wall sidecar left. Three receivers left, one right. Here's the snap. He drops straight back. He's looking right. He fires right, trying to hit his receiver, and he does. Wow, man. Braden Charles, a 6'3", 185-pound junior, steps in front, makes the grab, and it's going to be enough for a first down. It's going to be inside. It'll be first and goal. They put the ball on the nine-yard line. Darren, I didn't catch the number of the Exeter defender, but he was all over him, and uh, Abrams made the catch anyway. Credit to him. Good job, Enfield. A 13-yard pass. Brings up first and goal, ball on the nine. Landis in the gun, takes the snap. There's the handoff. He's running right, a lot of room. He's going to get inside the five is Eli Walls. Ran it off, right guard, right tackle. They're going to put it at the five, so it's a four-yard run for Walls. Walls took a couple of skipping steps, jumped over somebody who had fallen on the ground and picked up, what was that, four? A pickup of four, that's yeah. right. Second and goal, ball on the five, Hempfield breaks the huddle. 
Landis in the gun. Walls will be sidecar right. Single receiver out left. Their power left. Here's the snap. It's a handoff. He's running left, trying to get outside, but there is absolutely nothing there. Taking a look to see Aiden Double on the right side. Comes up, forces a loss. A nice tackle for loss there. Moving the ball back to the eight yard line. So a three yard loss on that one. Here's our man Aiden Dauble doing it again. Third and goal, ball marked at the eight. Winding down to five minutes to go here in the first. Hemfield breaks the huddle. Landis is going to be in the gun. Gates is going to be out to the right. Walls will be behind him. Here's the snap. Fakes the handoff, fires it over the middle, and hits Gates in the back of the end zone. Wow, Touchdown. Man. Wow. Gates does a toe tap right underneath the goalpost. Landis puts the ball right on the money. And Hemfield on the board at 446 of the first. It's 6 nothing. Gates skipped around the right side, made his way into the end zone, cut straight across to the left, made the catch in stride. Beautiful pass, beautiful drive by Hempfield. Brady Bisco on for the PAT. He punches it through. And at the 446 mark of the first, it's 7-0. Hempfield will be back after this break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Every team, every game, all season long. That's the kind of unmatched Berks County football coverage MikeDragosports.com brings to you, and it's just a click away. For profiles of the top players in Berks football, season previews of every Berks team, projections for every team in the Lancaster Lebanon League, team photo galleries, and history and stats you can't find anywhere else, turn to MikeDragosports.com. Take advantage of our seven-day free trial from now through the end of the month. Football coverage you can't find anywhere else. That's MikeDragosports.com. Briscoe puts the ball in the air. Nathan Pashley will get it at his 10 on the far side, bringing it all the way to the near side with a head of steam. He's got the corner, the 40, the 50, the 40, 30, 20, 10, forget about it. Touchdown, Nate Pashley, 90 yards on the kickoff return. <laughs> and just like that, Exeter strikes. There's your answer, Darren. Oh That's the answer goodness. they needed. Look at Nate Pashley go. He saw it all the way. Nate Pashley takes the ball on the 10-yard line on the far side, immediately brings it all the way across. Now I'm looking, I don't see any. Looking to see if there was a flag on the field, but it was, it actually was against Hemfield. Yeah, touchdown. Ava, so you know, that's one of the things we're gonna pull. That is definitely something I will pull. I have Ava pull all of the scores and we're going to do a compilation thing at the end of the year. I mean, she's gone. 
So 13 seconds elapse until Exeter pending the PAT ties this one up. So I'll say Nate Pashley, Jerry, is this year's Joey Schlaffer. You need a play to turn it around because Hempfield just came down at you. Taking a look here. A 12-play, 86-yard drive for Hempfield. And in 13 seconds, Nate Pashley ties it up. I believe that was Frannick. No, it wasn't. It was Robbie Gaston with the PAT. He punches it through. We are tied at seven just like that. 4.33 to go in the first. We'll take a break. It's the Exeter Sports Network. Italian restaurant in St. Lawrence brings the variety. Whether you want a sandwich, a burger, pizza, wings, or a full Italian dinner with seafood favorites, Musso's delivers the goods. Try their linguine pomodoro, fettuccine and shrimp, and yucky and meatballs or veal and chicken dishes galore. All cooked with care and at a family-friendly price. That's Musso's Italian Restaurant, 4212 St. Lawrence Avenue. Call 610-779-7300. That's 610-779-7300. It's the Exeter Sports Network. Teeing it up is Jake Frannick for Exeter. Yes, Darren, let's give props to our buddies over there at Musso's who provided us with pizza and wings tonight. Yes, thank you very much. Micah Gates, Jackson Landis back deep for Hemfield. Ball's on the tee, it's in the air. It's gonna come down to Landis, he's on the far side. Actually, it's not gonna be Landis, it's going to be a different player. He's not gonna make the 25, it's gonna be Eddie Asadu, a 5'9", 160-pound junior. Nice coverage for Exeter, keeping him shy of the 25-yard line. Call it the 24, where Hempfield will take over first and 10. And Jerry, we'll find out if Exeter has an answer to that nice mix, nice job of Hempfield in the opening drive, a nice mix between run and pass, and ultimately culminating with that eight-yard touchdown pass. Yeah, I have faith in our defensive coaches. They sniffed it out. Let's see what happens here. Landis will be in the gun, sidecar left, two receivers to the left. Here's the snap. He's got it. He's going to roll left. He's looking. He fires left. The catch is made at the 30-yard line. Still struggling. He'll get out to the 35. This is Braden Charles, he's 6'3", 185. He's the one who made the catch down on the other end on that first drive, getting the first down. Bring this one out to the 34. It's a gain of 10. It'll be a first down. Darren, the secondary's playing very deep. They're allowing passes to happen. And, and it seems to me like Hempfield's actually having some success with the pass game. So how about tightening that up? Well, you take a look, the, the two primary receivers, Micah Gates, 45 catches, 523 yards. He's averaging 12 a catch and five TDs. We'll get right back to that. Here's Landis rolling right. He's looking, nothing there. He decides to pull it down. 
He'll get pushed out of bounds on the far side. We'll see how many they give him. Needless to say, it'll be second and long. Maybe a gain of two. Yeah. Put the ball on the 36. Kind of looked to me like that was going to be a pass play, and he just pulled it in and went for it. Yeah, the, one of those, he took a three-step drop, taking a quick look, but the defender on the left-hand side was able to break free, chase him out of bounds. So second and eight, ball on the 36. Landis in the gun, sidecar left, two receivers left. There's the snap. Handoff goes right up the middle. There's not a whole lot there. They stack him up, drive him back. And in Exeter fact, comes Exeter up with comes ball. up with the ball. He went into a stack and Aiden Dauble comes out of it. There you go. Handing, <laughs> handing the ball off. There you go. To Eli Walls, he went into a stack, kind of disappeared because there was a wall there and Aiden Dauble comes away with it. Apparently Aiden reached and stripped that ball out. Go Aiden Dauble. Great play by the defense. That sets the offense up in great field position. First and 10 ball on the 33. Martinez gets the snap. He hands it off to Jaden Zandier, who's running left to right, breaks free. The 10, the five, touchdown, Exeter. Jaden Zandier, 33 yards, and on two plays, Exeter has the lead. What an amazing turnaround, an amazing and quick turnaround, Darren. The, uh, the, the Exeter defense woke up, and the offense is wide awake, too. Look out, Hempfield. Talk about big play. Exeter setting up for the PAT. The ball's down. His foot's through it, and Gaston hits the second one of the night, 3.54 to go here in the first. It's Exeter 14, Hempfield 7. It's the Exeter Sports Network. You used to read his sports takes every morning in the newspaper. Now you can find Mike Drago stories in a new format on MikeDragoSports.com, a website dedicated to covering Burke's football inside and out all season and all year long. For four decades, Mike Drago has provided in-depth coverage of Burke's football. Now you can find it again at MikeDragoSports.com. Read feature stories about Berks County's top players, coaches, and teams. Mike's unequaled coverage is just a click away at MikeDragoSports.com. Subscribe today. This is Riley Martinez, and you can listen to me throw more touchdowns all season long on Exeter Sports Network. At the 446 mark of the first, Hempfield scores to go up 7-0. At the 354 mark of the first, Exeter with a 14-7 lead. Jake Franick has it on the tee. Back deep, Eli Walls, Eddie Asadu. It goes to Walls. He's running right to left. He's cutting up the middle. He'll get the 25, and they'll mark it a little bit beyond there, maybe the 
eight-yard line, if I'm watching him as far as the official come over. Tyler Flanders on the tackle, if I heard the amazing Jay Schmidt correctly. He ran into a, Walls ran into a wall of eagles. A gaggle of eagles. A soar of eagles, The soar, yeah, we had that I like discussion. <laughs> I like gaggle. First and 10, Hemfield, ball on the 28. They break the huddle. Exeter's, gaggle. Exeter's <laughs> defense waiting for them. While uh, Ava and Jerry there discuss the, the pack situation. All right, gaggle. so Landis is in the gun. Sidecar right, two receivers right. The one on the left is in motion left to right. Here's a jet sweep running left to right, looking for some room. Not a whole lot there. Nice play, Carter Redding coming up, forcing the play. Carter Redding rolled into that, upset him, set it up for somebody to finish off the tackle. Eddie Asadu ends up getting one yard on that jet sweep. Second and nine. There's a flag on the play. Ball on the 39. Picking it up. I think they're going to say illegal substitution on Exeter. Oh, Coach Bauer's hot. Or actually a sideline. I think it's a warning. I think it's a sideline okay. warning on Exeter. Yeah, I think that's why Coach Bauer's hot. Yeah. Because everybody's back. He might have been the only one, and the side judge decided to make the call. Anyway, Landis comes out of the gun, sidecar right, three receivers left. 3.15 on the clock, still in the first. Here's the snap. He drops straight back. He's looking right, looking right. Now throws over the middle, a little too far for the receiver. He was going for Philip Krauser, the 6'1", 205-pound junior tight end. But it's incomplete. Not sure, Darren. But I think that Alex Panero may have gotten a hand on that to upset it a little bit. It would have been close. It, uh, the reason I say that, it was over the head of the 6-1 Philip Krauser. And if we take a look at Alex Panero, is that who you talked to? Yeah. Alex Panero goes 5-10. So since he overshot him, maybe. All Great right. jumping ability. So Landis in the gun. He's looking. He's getting chased. Able to dump a screen, and there is a lot of room. He's running free on the right side. He's got a block. Nate Pashley able to fend off a cornerback, or I should say a receiver, and make a tackle. That's a touchdown-saving tackle right there. It Bring was. it all the way to the 30-yard line. That's a 49-yard I'm, I stand corrected there. Let's see, 29, 39. Yeah, it was 49. So we got a 49-yard play, and we got a 34-yard play by Hempfield in the first quarter. They, they, they are well over 100 yards of offense. All right, here we go. A 41, if I said that. It's a 41-yard catch and run for the big tight end, Philip Kraus. Philip Krauser, get it right. So first and 10, ball on the Exeter 30. The officials call time. Not exactly sure why. 
But needless to say, Land is still in the gun. He's got a running back behind him. He takes the handoff, trying to go. This is Walls. He's got a little room. Give him some credit. Powering through, Logan Wegman had him from behind, but he's able to drag him. Actually, it was Zach Zandier. Able to drag him down. Let's see where they give him. The 21-yard line. Eight-yard pickup. Nine. So Walls gets a nine-yard gain. Then it'll be second and one with the ball in the 21. That's that was some power right there. Indeed. That's how you answer the, the good defensive plays that Exeter's been making. Landis in the gun. Hemfield doing a nice job as far as mixing the run on the pass. Walls is behind single receivers left and right. Here's the snap. Hands it off to Walls again. Walls does a nice job cutting left to right. He's got room. Racing to the corner of the end zone. Takes a shot. And they're going to say he's out of bounds inside the five. Well, in fact, they're going to say he stepped out at the six. At the six yard line. So a 15 yard run for Walls. Nice job there. He's running up the middle, put a foot in the ground, went to the right, was able to find the far side. Darren Walls made a couple of nice tipsy doodle moves there. So first and goal, ball on the six. Landis hands it off to Wallace. Walls, he's trying to run left, the whole pile trying to push him. They stop him just shy of the goal line. He gets to about the one, so it's a five-yard gain for Walls. It'll be second and goal. Some power running there, as you mentioned before, Darren. Eighty-one attempts coming into this game. Eighty-one rushes for four hundred twenty-one yards. Hempfield breaks the huddle. We're at a minute to go here in the first, trying to tie this up. Landis will be in the gun. Walls will be behind him. Single receivers right and left. Here's the snap. Gives it to Walls. He's trying to run left. He's tripped up. He won't get there. Nice job, Ryan McConnell, able to penetrate, gets a hand on his foot. It's no gain, call it third and goal. That hand saved a touchdown. Nice job, Ryan McConnell. We're under 20 seconds to go here in the first. Hemfield breaks the huddle, they put trips right. Walls to the left of Landis. There's the snap. It's oh. high. He's able to corral it, trying to get He's across in. on the near side, and it's a touchdown. He's in. So the snap was high. Landis did a nice job basically blocking it in the air with his right hand, corrals it, and able to run to the left and get across the goal line. So at 10.1 here of the first, pending the PAT, Hempfield trying to tie it up. Briscoe. Walks it off. He'll attempt the PAT. Here's the snap. It's down. The ball blocked. There it's blocked. Picked up. But here in high school, once it's blocked, the play's dead. So nice job by the interior lineman to be able to get a hand up, block it. And Exeter retains a 14-13 lead. As we wind down the first, we'll be back. It's the Exeter Sports Network. Good times. 
The best Italian food in Muhlenberg can be found at Margarita's Restaurant and Bar, 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. You can get a great sit-down meal, pizza, sandwiches, burgers, wings, and so much more at Margarita's. The chicken and veal Marcella are to die for, and the pasta is second to none. Plan your next meal or party at Margarita's. Stop in before or after the next game. That's Margarita's Restaurant and Bar, 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. This is the Exeter Sports Network on Jerry Gelliff Media. If you were to take a look at the time of possession, you would think that Hempfield may have a huge advantage, yet it's a 14-all game. Here's a short kickoff from Briscoe. Exeter gets it around the 35. They'll bring it out to call it the 38-yard line. So kind of like a pooch kick from Hemfield. And Exeter will get started first and 10 on their own 38. Darren, have we seen a team do this offensively to Exeter yet this year? Well, in the first quarter against Governor Mifflin, Governor Mifflin's first two drives, they put together 15-plus play drives, and they did drive the length of the field. Certainly, Exeter was able to recover from that. Martinez in the gun. It's a handoff to Jaden Zandir. He's picking his way on the left side. He'll get the 45, stretches out. They'll give him the 47-yard line. It's a gain of nine. And that'll do it for the first quarter. We have played 12, and so far it's a barn burner. Exeter 14, Hemfield 13. We'll be back. It's the Exeter Sports Network on Jerry Gelliff Media. Football season and the new Birdies Inn is your place for all the big games. Featuring more than 30 TVs and NFL Sunday ticket so you won't miss a single game, college or pro. Entertainment every day of the week. Good food, good service, good prices, and great people. That's the new Birdies Inn. Located at Five Points in Exeter, 160 Old Friedensburg Road, where they remind you to have fun and be kind. Now let's get back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. So here at Exeter this evening at Don Thomas Stadium celebrating, if you will, cancer awareness. So Ava, tell us as far as what ultimately Exeter has done this week and of course what tonight means. So for Pink Out, it's basically um, overall support for breast cancer awareness or anybody in general who has um, dealt with cancer in any way, shape or form. Um, I know for volleyball, we've done a ton of fundraising. I know definitely for Exeter's football game tonight, they're probably doing a lot of fundraising as well. Um, basically raising a lot of money for charity and giving to breast cancer awareness. And it's a very big communal event, as you see. We have a lot of people here tonight, and yeah. Recognizing a number of individuals on the field right now, always great to see. And we will go back to gameplay. It's second and one. Ball on the Eagle 47-yard line. 
Exeter will break the huddle. They're over the ball just waiting for Hemfield as they stroll onto the field. <laughs> he strolled onto the field, Darren. That's what we're calling it. <laughs> Good description. So we're just waiting for the officials to put the ball in play. I think there were a couple things that Mr. Schmidt had to share with the folks. That has been done. The head referee uh, having a nice chat with the offensive line. So Martinez in the gun. He's got sidecar left. That's Zandier. Two receivers right. There's the snap. Drops straight back. Fires it to the right. He gets it to Zach Zandier. Nice play with the defender all over him. It's going to be enough for a first down. Well done, Riley Martinez. He had somebody bearing down on him. The uh, defender jumped up in the air, threw it over the top of him, right into Zandier's hands. First down, Exeter. A six-yard, I'll say, pass and catch. There was no run. As we mentioned, the defender draped all over him. Nice job, Zach Zandier. Enough for the first down. First down, Exeter in Black Knights territory. Ball at the 47. Martinez in the gun. He's going to hand it off. Coming to the near side, it's Nate Pashley. He's got the 40. He's hit. A flag flies. Two flags fly. He was brought down by David Ennis, a 5'11", 205-pound junior. We'll take a look at the flag. Could be time for a Snickers. I was waiting for it. The extended conversation, and they're going to call holding against Exeter. And an illegal block, oh. so two penalties called against Exeter. They'll take the hold. That'll be the 10-yarder. So it'll be first and 20. It'll negate the nice gain by Nate Pashley. Yeah. So taking a look here, it should move the ball back to the Eagle 43 once we're all said and done. We'll find out if, in fact, that's the case. So where are we penalty? I'm sorry, 15? the Eagle 48. I said the 43. It would be the 48. Close enough. So first and 20, well, no, it's gonna be first and 15. First and 15, ball on the 48-yard line. Martinez in the gun, he's got Stutzman in motion. Here's the snap. It's gonna be a handoff to Jaden Zandir. He's got the 50, still churning. He'll just get to the 45-yard line brought down by Brody Gebhardt. Jaden got a portion of it back. So a seven-yard run there for Jaden Zandier. Second and eight with the ball on the 45. Jaden does such a nice job of acceleration. He gets that ball, hits the line running downhill, and before you know it, seven yards he's averaging seven plus per carry here's exeter in the offensive set martinez in the gun he's got it hands it off to Jaden zandier he does a nice job putting his foot in the ground he's got the 30. they're trying to bring him down he fights for yardage talk about a nice play there riley martinez with a nice block 
Jaden was gonna go up the middle, didn't see anything there, bounced it outside to the right. Riley Martinez happened to be in front of him. Apparently a flag is on the ground. Hemfield coaches are emphatically saying it's against Exeter. That was a great But run. apparently there was no flag. I think Hemfield was trying to volley or, or uh, lobby for one, I should say. So a 22-yard run for Zach Zandier. First and 10, ball on the Black Knights 23. There's the snap, Zandier has it again, running off the right side. He's got a lot of room, 5-10, touchdown! 5-10, how about 10-5? He's in the end zone, that's all that matters. <laughs> 23 <laughs> yards, yeah, you get excited. It's Maybe I need the Snickers, I don't know. <laughs> so 23 yards, he runs off right guard. Again, putting that foot in the turf, runs it to the outside, outraces everybody there. Great run by Zandier. Great two runs. And Robbie Gaston awaits the PAT attempt. It's down, his foot's through it, and it's good. 9.45 to go here in the second. Exeter 21, Hempfield 13. We'll be right back. It's the Exeter Sports Network. Is your house or business looking dingy or need a sprucing up? Be it interior or exterior, Lancaster Full Service Painting is right for your job. Specializing in all methods of painting, from brush and roll to airless spray and HVLP, Lancaster Full Service Painting will deliver a comprehensive premium job at a friendly price. There's no full service painting like Lancaster Full Service Painting. Call John at 717-419-8492 or schedule online at LancasterFullServicePainting.com. Back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. Exeter matches Hemfield's last touchdown with Landis going in from one yard out. Jaden Zandier with his second of the night, 23 yards this time. Jake Frannick has the ball on the tee. Kicks it off, comes to the near side. Taken at the 10 yard line, he's got the 20, the 25, he's not gonna get much further. Nice job there on the takedown. Jaden Zandier. Guess who, yeah, Jaden Zandier. <laughs> Kids all over the place. Indeed he is. First and 10, Hemfield put the ball on their own 24 yard line. We'll see if Exeter can stop them. Hemfield has had, other than the turnover, the other two drives went for touchdowns. So we'll see if the defense can find a way to stop them. Be nice. Landis will come out in the gun. He'll have Micah Gates aside of him this time. Three receivers right, one left. Here's the snap. Gates in motion to the left. They throw the screen in the flat to him. He's going to try and get by... Aiden Dauble, Dauble chasing him a little bit, but able to bring him down. Nice job there, Gates with a lot of speed. See where they're gonna mark it. 
at the 32-yard line. So it's a gain of eight for the Black Knights. It'll be second and two. Darren, what we are seeing early here is that Gates has a motor on him. He absolutely does. Those numbers that we saw coming into today, certainly no fluke. Landis in the gun. They're going to run this one. It's Walls churning up the middle. He'll get the first down all the way out to the 37-yard line. It's a gain of five and a first down. Again, moving this ball is Hempfield. Hempfield breaks the huddle. Again, first and 10 ball in the 37. Landis will be in the gun, sidecar right, two receivers right, empty on the left-hand side. Here's the snap. It's going to be a handoff to Walls up the middle. He tries to dance around a little bit, but a shoestring tackle will bring him down at the 40-yard line. It's a short gain of three. It'll be second and seven. Who was it that grabbed his foot? Did you catch that? That's always tough. It could have been, uh, I want to say, it's going to be Casey Gerhardt yeah, on the left-hand side. I think he was the one that probably caught a shoelace there. Yep. Just under eight minutes to go here in the second. Landis will be in the gun. Sidecar to his left. Single receivers left and right. Here's the snap. Motion left to right. There's the snap, he drops straight back. He's looking left, looking left, nothing there. Finally, he has to throw it away. Nice job by the Exeter defense. Nate Govan, the second, Logan Wegman on the scene, forcing him out of the pocket to his left. He has to throw it away. It'll bring up third and seven. Govan and Wegman in dogged pursuit, forcing him into a mistake, having to just dump the ball out. Third down. A big play, third and seven from the Black Knights 40. Let's see if Exeter can hold them. Landis will be in the gun. It's an empty backfield. Single, two receivers to the left, three to the right. Here's the snap. He drops straight back. He's looking up the middle. He's being pressured. He fires over the middle. Oh. Incomplete. He skips the ball in there. Again, nice job. Nate Govan, the second, taking a look. Joel Amarino also in there, forcing Landis to roll to his right, get rid of it early. It's incomplete, and they'll kick it away. The man in the secondary, Nigel Meekins, nearly picked that one off. So fourth and seven, Landis will kick it away. Nate Pashley awaits at his own 30. Here's the kick. Oh, and there's a kid. It's a fake. That's oh. a fake. He actually hits him on the near side, takes it all the way into Eagles territory. Oh, Darren, I hate it, but that was a beautiful play. So it all the way down. I'm just seeing to where it goes to the 34. So Landis back, waited for the defenders to get to him, throws it over the top. He hits his big tight end, Philip Krauser who runs the near side free all the way into Eagles territory to the 34. Coach Bauer stalking the sidelines with his uh, head in his hands. I think he saw it coming. 
26 yards on the fake punt. First and 10, Landis in the gun. Two receivers left motion to the left before the play goes, a flag. And this could be, it's either a timeout or procedure, and it is timeout for Hemfield. 652, I'll say that again. 652. Yeah, there we go. That sounded a little better. 2113 Exeter. We'll be back. It's the Exeter Sports Network. The best Italian food in Muhlenberg can be found at Margarita's Restaurant and Bar, 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. You can get a great sit-down meal, pizza, sandwiches, burgers, wings, and so much more at Margarita's. The chicken and veal marcella are to die for, and the pasta is second to none. Plan your next meal or party at Margarita's. Stop in before or after the next game. That's Margarita's Restaurant and Bar. 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. This is Zach Zandier, and if you want to hear more about the team and Exeter Sports, tune into the Exeter Sports Network. We're back here in Riften. I'm going to blame that 652 thing on that Rice Krispie thing that you had, Ava, that I didn't eat any of, but I'm blaming it on that. It was yeah, too close. Sure took a bite. There's some still there. Landis is in the gun. Yeah, I'm not eating that either. <laughs> Landis in the gun. Now three receivers left, sidecar right, he drops straight back. He's looking over the middle, looking, decides to pull it down. He's got some room up the middle, dives forward. They're gonna give him the 26 yard line. It's an eight yard run for Landis. It'll bring up second and two. Thought we had him in the pen. And they come up with that trick play, and they're they're right back to just moving the ball. Absolutely perfect. Something you have to take into consideration when the punter is your QB. They ran it to perfection. Landis in the gun, sidecar right, two receivers left. Here's the running play up the middle. It's Walls. There you go. He'll get across the 25. That's They'll open. give him the 23. It'll be enough for a first down. Then Hempfield continues the drive. Still a good play by the defense. Tell them to just a couple. They got the first down. So be it. A couple more of those. We're out of this. First and 10. Ball on the 23 yard line for Hempfield. Landis in the gun, sidecar left his walls, two receivers left, here's the snap. Fakes the hand, no he actually will, it's a delayed handoff going up the middle. Walls will only pick up a couple. Connell in on that tackle. It'll be second and long. They're gonna give him one, it'll be second and nine. Ryan McConnell. Took him down, took him down hard too. Do you see that? Five minutes to go here in the second. Second and nine, ball on the 22 yard line. Landis in the gun, three receivers left, one right, sidecar left is Walls, here's the snap. He drops straight back, he's looking right, fires right. Incomplete. Okay, they got their no. feet tangled up, but they're going to say that it was incidental contact. Yeah. Alex Panero 
on the coverage. It's incomplete. It'll bring up third and long. That ball would have been caught out of bounds regardless, so there's no harm, no foul there. Yeah, trying to hit his receiver, Braden Charles. He's got some height out there, 6-3. Big play here for the Exeter defense. A good chance Hemfield in four-down territory. Third and nine with the ball at the 22-yard line. They spread him out, two on the left. Motion from the running back. They're looking left, looking left. Fires it over the middle. Oh, he hits his on. receiver, but there's nothing there. They wanted to go to the left, a flat screen, but nothing there. Come back over the middle to Gates. But Exeter there to stop him. Casey Gerhardt on the tackle again. So they give him a yard on it. It's going to bring up fourth and eight. Got to go for it. Well, Hempfield will. It's one of those too far for the field goal. Got to go for it regardless. Watch for a trick play. So the better part of fourth and nine, and before they can get it off, I believe Hempfield has called timeout. And indeed they have. 3.59 to go here in the second. It's the Eagles 21, the Black Knights 13. We'll be back. It's the Exeter Sports Network. Every team, every game, all season long. That's the kind of unmatched Berks County football coverage MikeDragosSports.com brings to you, and it's just a click away. For profiles of the top players in Berks football, season previews of every Berks team, projections for every team in the Lancaster Lebanon League, team photo galleries, and history and stats you can't find anywhere else, turn to MikeDragosSports.com. Take advantage of our seven-day free trial from now through the end of the month. Football coverage you can't find anywhere else. That's MikeDragosSports.com. It's the Exeter Sports Network. Hemfield comes from the sideline directly over the ball. Fourth and nine, a big play for the Exeter defense. Sidecar left, two receivers left. Here's the snap. He's got it, drops straight back. He's looking left, fires it over the middle. He's got the completion inside the five. He hits his receiver. It's going to be David Ennis, a 5'11", 205-pound junior tight end. And I think not sure if there's an Exeter player down. There is. But a nice throw. Nate Pashley, the player down, he was defending. But a nice throw by Landis, fires it over the middle. And it's going to bring up first and goal. Double covered, didn't matter to the receiver. Who's the receiver down? The receiver, now again, you talk about some size, 5'11", 205. But a nice route there by David Ennis. Ennis double covered, made that catch. They're down on the one. So 19 yards on the catch. Give Landis some credit. Again, we talked about the numbers that his receivers have had. He's gone mm -hmm. to some receivers who I'll say may have only caught maybe seven, eight, nine balls all year, certainly spreading it around a whole lot more than he had been previously because 
in taking a look, Cam Margison, a 6'2", 180-pound junior wide receiver, was actually second on the team with 27 receptions. And I don't even know if, if he's injured, not in the game, but I don't even remember them throwing to him. I know, in fact, I see him across. I think that's him on crutches, unfortunately. Mm. So their second leading receiver isn't even in the game. And Landis is able to spread this out to a number of different receivers, and they're moving the ball at will. Darren, this has got to be nearly 200 yards of offense for them? I would not doubt it. They've three nice-sized drives, one of which 86 yards. So Landis in the gun. He's got walls to his left. He's going to take it himself. He's trying to run over left tackle. He gets into the end zone. It's a Each touchdown. Man. Two yards on the quarterback keeper. Briscoe will come on for the PAT. I'm going to say it again. Yeech, man. Not liking this. Here's Briscoe awaiting the snap. It's down. His foot's through it. And it is good. 3.29 to go here in the second. It's Exeter 21, Hempfield 20. We'll be back with more second quarter action. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Musso's Italian Restaurant in St. Lawrence brings the variety. Whether you want a sandwich, a burger, pizza, wings, or a full Italian dinner with seafood favorites, Musso's delivers the goods. Try their linguine pomodoro, fettuccine and shrimp, and yucky and meatballs or veal and chicken dishes galore. All cooked with care and at a family-friendly price. That's Musso's Italian Restaurant, 4212 St. Lawrence Avenue. Call 610-779-7300. That's 610-779-7300. This is the Exeter Sports Network on Jerry Gelliff Media. The fake punt pays off for Hemfield. A nice mix of run pass. Here's another pooch kick. It comes to the up man who grabs it, goes down, immediately loses his footing. Taking a look to see who it is. Of course, I pick up the wrong one, but Justin Prizer fields it. It is a little cool here tonight, so I could see as far as some moisture, maybe some dew building up on that field a little bit, making it a little slippery. Getting a little cooler, of course, as the sun went down. But Exeter, oh, go ahead, Jerry. One, one of the guests here in the, the box asked us how we thought this was going to go. We said this is going to be an even game. We were right. First and 10 on the 28. Martinez in the gun hands it off to Jaden Zandier. Zandier will get out to the 34-yard line, a gain of six. It'll be second and four. Something tells me if Exeter is, is going to... I don't want to say wrestle control of this game. It'll be through the run game. Jaden Zandier able to pick up yards at will. Very well said, Darren. I was thinking the same thing. In almost the exact same wording. 
Yours would have been much better, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Riley Martinez in the gun, sidecar right. He drops straight back. He's looking. He fires it deep, trying to get to I could get some Nate Pashley. A flag comes out. They're going to call pass interference on Gabe Brito. He's a 5'9", 150-pound senior. He was running a post on the near side at the numbers, trying to go back to the ball, a little bit underthrown. Brito not looking back at all. So yeah, the we'll penalty against Hemfield. We'll take it. Absolutely will take it. The ball originally on the 34. So we'll wait for them to walk it off. Just took a second to say hello to Mr. Campbell, the principal here at Exeter High School. Mr. Vecchio, assistant principal. Two very nice gentlemen. <laughs> They're saying hi to me. <laughs> so with the pass interference, it takes it out to midfield. It's first and 10, Exeter. Ball on the 50. Martinez in the gun. He's got Ware behind him. It's a pitch to Ware running left. He's going to try and get the corner. He does. Nice hop. He's got the 40. The 35 still on his feet. We'll see where they give him. They give him the 34. It's a 16-yard run for Jaden Zandier and a first down for Exeter. Good job, Jaden Zandier. What did you say just a minute ago? They were going to use Jaden Zandier to try to wrestle control of this game. Nice job, Jaden, there as he took the pitch, waited for his blocks to develop, didn't get too anxious, didn't try to cut it upfield, made a nice job jumping over the defender. And 16 yards later, it's a first down. Here's a handoff to Zandier up the middle, the 30, the 20. Inside the 20, dragging him down at the 19-yard line. Well, let's see. Looks like they'll mark him at the 20. There's a 14-yard run for Jaden. And another first down. 30 yards in the last two for Jaden. Brought down by number 28, whoever that is. Nice little reach out to uh, slow him down enough for somebody else to come in and finish the tackle. 28, Gabe Brito, the one that they called the pass interference on. There you go. So Martinez is in the gun. He's got the eye to his left. Zandier has it running to his left. He's still on his feet. He's got the corner. He's inside the five. We'll see where they mark him at. He's walking it out a little bit. I can't see somebody. In fact, I believe that's Tom Legath that's in the way. <laughs> Good job, Tom. I'm going to say, let's see. Yep, looks like they're putting the it at the three, the two. I'm going to say the three-yard line. Two and a half. So guess what? There's 17-yard run for Jaden Zandier. First and goal, ball on the three. This is going to be power formation. They give it to Genuine Stutzman, who's the up back. He fires over the right side, and it's a touchdown, Exeter. You know, Darren, we're sitting here and giving Hempfield all kinds of credit for what they're doing. How about if we give a little bit of credit to Exeter's offense because they're getting it done too, buddy. Hey, I'll tell you what. It can only you, – when you give Hempfield credit, the, with the game being 21-20 to that point, if you're giving Hempfield credit, you're certainly giving Exeter credit for being able to still have the lead after how much Hempfield has controlled the ball in this first half. Robbie Gaston punches the PAT through, and at 155 of the second, it's Exeter 28, 
Hempfield 20. We'll be back. It's the Exeter Sports Network. Why don't you turn me loose so I can run away? Why don't you turn me loose so I can run away? It's football season, and the new Birdies Inn is your place for all the big games. Featuring more than 30 TVs and NFL Sunday ticket, so you won't miss a single game, college or pro. Entertainment every day of the week. Good food, good service, good prices, and great people. That's the new Birdies Inn. Located at Five Points in Exeter, 160 Old Friedensburg Road, where they remind you to have fun and be kind. This is Riley Martinez, and you can listen to me throw more touchdowns all season long on Exeter Sports Network. Jerry, I think if you would ask Hempfield's coach, George Egger, that this is how the first half played out. Now, again, obviously keeping Exeter's scoring aside, but if you would have been able to say our team put together three scoring drives and we don't have the lead, he would have been stunned. Well, perhaps. So here's the kickoff. Can't even get to the 20-yard line. That's Eddie Osadu. Nice job on the special teams coverage. Cameron Howazak in there for Exeter. 1.46 to go here in the second. So, Darren, perhaps in uh, answer to your question, perhaps... George Eggers said, well, you know what? We're in the game. This is good with this high-powered offense. We're in the game. This is a great thing. It absolutely is. Credit to Hemfield. In order to, again, they've been driving the ball at will. Uh, Exeter has really not found uh, the answer for them yet, so we'll see if they can. So Landis is in the gun. He's got walls to his right. Two receivers left and right. There's the snap. He's looking left, looking left. He fires left. He hits his receiver on the far side, pushing him out of bounds. Carter Redding, I believe. The completion goes to Braden Charles. Give him five yards on it. There, it looked to me like there may have been a change of the play there on the line. So second and five, ball on the 23, Landis in the gun again. Sidecar right, two receivers right, one left. He's dropping back, he's hit as he throws. He's still able to get the pass completed to Gates beyond the 35. Landis took a shot, he gets up gingerly. Gates gets all the way out to the 39-yard line. It's a 16-yard completion. Absolutely did take a shot. I didn't see who it was that gave it to him. I was watching the play. Landis in the gun. Two receivers right, two left. There's the snap. Drops straight back. Looks left. Fires left. He's got his receiver who steps out of bounds. Orion Abrams makes the grab. It's a four-yard gain. Well, they're going to give him three on it. So it'll be second and seven. Keep stopping that clock. Very well done. Good clock management by Hempfield. Second and seven. Ball in the 42. Landis in the gun. Wall sidecar right. Two receivers right. Two left. Here's the snap. 
He drops straight back, looks right. He fires it way up high in the air. Gates brings it down, but he's out of bounds. Well, nice out. job, Nigel Meekins, using the sideline to his advantage there. Yeah, man. He wouldn't have been able to catch it in bounds anyway. But it'll bring up third and seven. Tell you what, Landis has got an arm. Big play here, third and seven with the ball on the 42-yard line. Landis brings them out. He's in the gun, wall sidecar left. Two receivers right, two left. Here's the snap. He's got it, drops one step, looks left. He's firing, he's got a man. Incomplete, looking for a flag. But Braden Charles got behind the defense on the left side, running between the numbers and the sideline, but the ball too far. Incomplete. Exeter escapes there. When and it's you, fourth down. When you say looking for a flag, you meant Alex Panero looking for a flag. Alex Panero looking for the push-off. They yeah. didn't call it. Here's Landis. He actually kicks this one. It's a low one. Rolling along. It bounces up. Ashley takes it. A running start, he'll get the 35. We'll see exactly where they put him down at. They will give him, it appears to be the 39 yard line. Down a report from Muhlenberg after two back-to-back -back pick sixes for Warwick. It is 35 to seven, Warwick over Muhlenberg. A penalty against Exeter. So they'll call a hold, they'll walk it off. We're at 55 seconds to go. They're walking the ball all the way back to the 21 yard line as it would appear. So first and 10 on the 21. We'll see if Exeter doesn't just hand the ball off here. Oh, and even further. What in the world? Not sure if there was a personal foul involved. The referee coming over to talk to Coach Bauer because he brought the ball out near to the 40. Now the ball's on the 10. Martinez in the gun. Hands it off to Zandir, who's running left. He'll get the 10, the 12, maybe the 13-yard line. We'll see where they mark it. Looks like they'll give him the 11. The clock running. It doesn't look like Hemfield is going to do anything to stop it right now. So, Darren, that's going to give us 65, 70 yards and penalties? That indeed will. Four, four or five penalties leading up to that, and that looked like a literally a double personal, taking it all the way back to the 10. There'll be one more play here. Martinez back to throw, firing it deep, looking for Pashley. It's incomplete. Not exactly sure why they went deep on a route into triple coverage. Thankfully, it's incomplete, but it does stop the clock at 
So what do you think, Darren? I'll think say going for another one. I'll say Exeter got away with one there. Can't say I necessarily would have tried to fake them out, especially when they're dropping back cover two and they've got they've got a corner and a safety going with <laughs> with the defensive back. So Martinez in the gun this time. It's going to be a handoff to Jaden Zandier. He's on his feet. He'll get across the 25, but that'll do it. Well, maybe not. The first down will stop the clock, and then they'll run it, and that'll do it for the first half at Rifton. We have played one half. It's Exeter 28, Hemfield 20. We'll be back with halftime comments after these messages. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network on Jerry Gelliff Media.
You used to read his sports takes every morning in the newspaper. Now you can find Mike Drago's stories in a new format on MikeDragoSports.com, a website dedicated to covering Burke's football inside and out all season and all year long. For four decades, Mike Drago has provided in-depth coverage of Burke's football. Now you can find it again at MikeDragoSports.com. Read feature stories about Berks County's top players, coaches, and teams. Mike's unequaled coverage is just a click away at MikeDragoSports.com. Subscribe today. The best Italian food in Muhlenberg can be found at Margarita's Restaurant and Bar, 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. You can get a great sit-down meal, pizza, sandwiches, burgers, wings, and so much more at Margarita's. The chicken and veal marcella are to die for, and the pasta is second to none. Plan your next meal or party at Margarita's. Stop in before or after the next game. That's Margarita's Restaurant and Bar. 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. Is your house or business looking dingy or need a sprucing up? Be it interior or exterior, Lancaster Full Service Painting is right for your job. Specializing in all methods of painting, from brush and roll to airless spray and HVLP, Lancaster Full Service Painting will deliver a comprehensive premium job at a friendly price. There's no full service painting like Lancaster Full Service Painting. Call John at 717-419-8492 or schedule online at LancasterFullServicePainting.com. It's football season and the new Birdies Inn is your place for all the big games. Featuring more than 30 TVs and NFL Sunday ticket so you won't miss a single game, college or pro. Entertainment every day of the week. Good food, good service, good prices, and great people. That's the new Birdies Inn. Located at Five Points in Exeter, 160 Old Friedensburg Road, where they remind you to have fun and be kind. It's the Exeter Sports Network. We are back at Ripton, and while I take a look at Ava's notes, give me one second. <laughs> That's what I love about this. We can just be so nonchalant as far as we'll give you what you want. Don't worry. We'll just, it may take a little time till we get there, but we promise we'll give you everything. We've got 11 minutes up on the scoreboard, so we've got plenty of time to bring you up to speed. All right, that sounds good, too. We'll, we'll definitely get to the Strauss report. That'll be coming up, so sit tight for that one. But let's talk about that first half, Jerry. And even before we get into statistics, we were talking a little bit about it off air, and you mentioned something about it during the first half. When, when we were thinking of what was going on with the Hempfield program, right. where there's some challenges, obviously, coming into this game, distractions galore, so you would think, we saw anything but from that Hempfield team in that first half. Yeah, I don't see any distractions. I see a bunch of guys who are playing together as one and marching a ball down the field and having their way with this field. Like, I don't know that we've seen anybody do at all this year. And I said that before, but you did make the point about Mifflin. Exeter shut them down after the first quarter. So the fact that they scored again in the second quarter, I mean, this team is here to play, Dan. Oh, you, you take a look as far as what Hempfield has done in this first half. They started off with an 11-play, 86-yard drive. 
uh, they ultimately get the eight-yard touchdown pass to Micah Gates. Big play Exeter. Nate Pashley, a 90-yard kickoff return for the TD, tying it up just like that. I'll tell you what, a big part of that first half happened in one play, and that was the Aiden Dauble. I'll call it the fumble recovery, although I think it was the rip it out of his hands yeah. uh, recovery. Because what that allowed them to do is they come back and score on that possession. It was a 33-yard run from Jaden yep. Zandier, mm -hmm. but that's been the difference thus far. Absolutely, the difference maker is uh, the guy who I keep pointing to all year, who I've said two or three times already, we're gonna be hearing this guy's name a lot over the next two to three years, both on this field and on the basketball court. We watched him in basketball uh, take over games, not take over games, but rather be the difference maker in games during that great playoff run by the basketball team. And he's shown us something here. Yeah, indeed. And then after that, you talk about Hempfield being able to move the ball. They come right back, eight plays, 72 yards, and that ends up being the one-yard run from Jackson Landis. But at the time, the missed PAT that's blocked Exeter still retains the 14-13 lead, which at the time was actually huge because had they tied it up, that could have changed their psyche a little bit. Potentially a psychological edge is gained by blocking that shot. How loud? Wow, the band is really putting it out tonight, dude. Yes. <laughs> Hempfield's band on the field right now, and you can probably hear it coming through our microphones into your home or wherever you may be. Because I do know there are some individuals listening here in the stadium, which is always neat. Yeah. So, and, and certainly we appreciate them. So let's talk more about that first half. So at that point, 14-13, and Exeter getting the ball back, big play, Jaden Zandier, I'll tell you what, in prior years, we had Eric Nangle, a bruiser. Oh. We had Richie Karstein, oh. a bruiser. Now we've got Jaden Zandier, who's the slasher, dasher, speed guy, a little bit different than what we're accustomed to seeing, but a 23-yard touchdown run, and, and he runs with speed, he runs with power. He can drag guys with you, he can break tackles, and putting them up 21-13 at that point. Hopefully they can hear me over the band. I'm not <laughs> sure. I can barely hear myself. They're giving you some good background music. Uh, isn't that the truth? Yeah, really. I think we're going out to commercial with the band instead of you. <laughs> I, I, maybe that's what's happening here. But 21-13, and it puts Exeter now, because that happened at the 945 spot, still a shootout oh, in yeah. the second half. Oh, yeah. And But at that point, Exeter still showing them, okay, you might be able to move the ball, but so can we. Yeah, so, so I mean, what are we going to see in this second half, Darren? If we see more of this, we're looking at a 56 to 40 score, and I'm not against that. But, you know, again, j just to reiterate that point I made before, somebody said, oh, wh what do you think is going to happen? And we both said, nah, man, this is a game. 
they, they thought, this person thought that it was going to be, you know, Exeter just running away. We knew better, both of us. But what it does show you is the resiliency of Exeter. So yes. Hemfield puts a score on the board. However it happens, Exeter comes back and matches the score. So at that point then, even, even they got burned on the, and it was a great, great play for Hemfield, the fake punt, which takes him deep into... Exeter it's territory. Season and the Sorry, Darren. And it's football season, if you didn't know <laughs> that. But anyway, it Hempfield able to drive deep. They ultimately score, but Exeter didn't let it affect them. Oftentimes, when you have a big play like that, you yep. can start hanging your shoulders. You can start saying, my gosh, what do we need to do in order to stop this team? Exeter keeps coming back. They keep fighting. They keep that they're still putting points on the board. And let's face it, as, as much as I mentioned, if you were to look at time of possession, now Exeter started doing it with Jaden Zandier later on uh, as far as their actual last, or the, the second to last, if you will, that led to the touchdown. They finally went to the Jaden Zandier show. He had a six yard run, comes back with a 16 yard run, a 14 yard run, a 17 yard run leading up to the three yard genuine Stutzman. You take a look at those four runs, 51 yards for Jaden Zandier. Now they're starting to control the clock. Now they're showing Hemfield. Now we're gonna show you what we're capable of. Correct. And the guys up front, Ryan, Matt McConnell, Nate Govan the second. You've got Logan Wegman. You've got Keegan Sneering Samatka. Yep. You've got guys up front now who are going to say, we're gonna show you what team we are and, and what we're capable of. And on that last drive, they showed it. And I'm also going to tell you that I think that the, the secondary had a moment or two, the Exeter secondary, but I believe that they have conquered that as we came towards halftime because we saw Meekins making plays. And we saw, who else? Who was it? Well, Number yeah. 18. 18, Gebhardt? Gebhardt, yes. Gerhardt. 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 Gebhardt is Gerhardt. On, on Hempfield. Right. We saw Gerhardt making plays. They're all right there. And then, of course, the Aiden Dauble play that you mentioned before. Yeah, man. Well, what also this game is doing for Exeter, it's showing them an aspect they haven't seen before. They haven't seen an attack like Hempfield's that will mix it up between a decent run game and a decent passing game. Jackson Landis has proved he's got the arm in order to throw that ball downfield. And Walls back there, you know, he's shifty. He's got the moves in order to churn out five, six, seven yards a carry. So when you've got the opportunity to pick which one of those, and let's face it, Hempfield has done a fantastic job in, I'll say, confusing the Exeter defense. You mentioned the secondary. Yeah, if we take a look at numbers, Jackson Landis, yeah, there were a couple times when he had to throw it away, but that was because the front four, the front four got the pressure on him, forced him out of the pocket, he had to throw it. That's, I think, where this second half will lie. It's gonna be in those front four, in those front seven, to get some pressure on Landis when he wants to sit back there in the pocket, because when he's got some time, he'll pick you apart. That's the way that one goes, absolutely. You're 100% correct. And I think we just solved 
what the issue was with how loud the band was. They've got a couple of parabolic mics set up, and they've got speakers set up to make everything a bit louder. Good for them. All right, we're going to go over to Ava right now. She's got some scores for us, I think. Hang on. Hang Before on. the Strauss report, let's yes. try this. A little bit of production value. And now, the Strauss report. <laughs> there you go. Now the Strauss report. I don't have to say anything. It's all you. So I've got a few scores from a few of the Exeter sports that have, other than football, that we have at our high school. So to start with the best that I know, girls volleyball beat Garden Spot and Mifflin this week, 3-0. And we play at Northern Lebanon Monday night for a non-league match. Girls tennis won counties, and they continue on to districts with their two star players. Hansika Kanduru is their first, and Maya Maturano is their second for both singles and doubles matches. Boys Cross Country won 15-0 in their meet, with Slater Von Stetten was their top finisher in their running. Girls Cross Country also won 14-1 in their meet, and Carly Keith as their top finisher. Wow, man. Girls Soccer beat Reading 10-0, and they continue on to counties as well. Girls Field Hockey beat Reading as well, 5-0. So Exeter across the board is doing very well in sports, not just in football, but in all the sports as well. We've talked about the renaissance at Reading, uh, listen to me, at Exeter as far as sports are concerned. And as you heard from the Strauss report, Jerry, it continues. It absolutely does. And I mean, you, you know, the track teams are have always been good. We've got what? Three straight years of winning the county title or something. I guess we're going to be going for the fourth this year. And it's just, it, yeah. And, and who's at the top of it? Tom Legant. Not an accident. I've said it a hundred times. Not an accident that Tom's at the top of or, or, or is running the athletic department and all this great stuff is happening because that guy doesn't stop working. He does not. All right. Well, they've got time up on the board. Should we take a break, Jerry? We're waiting we can. for the teams to show up on the field. So while we do that, We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back, hopefully with third quarter action before too long. It's the Exeter Sports Network. It's football season and the new Birdies Inn is your place for all the big games. Featuring more than 30 TVs and NFL Sunday ticket so you won't miss a single game, college or pro. Entertainment every day of the week. Good food, good service, good prices, and great people. That's the new Birdies Inn. Located at Five Points in Exeter, 160 Old Friedensburg Road, where they remind you to have fun and be kind. Is your house or business looking dingy or need a sprucing up? Be it interior or exterior, Lancaster Full Service Painting is right for your job. Specializing in all methods of painting, from brush and roll to airless spray and HVLP, Lancaster Full Service Painting will deliver a comprehensive premium job at a friendly price. There's no full service painting like Lancaster Full Service Painting. Call John at 717-419-8492 or schedule online at LancasterFullServicePainting.com. Musso's Italian Restaurant in St. Lawrence brings the variety. 
Whether you want a sandwich, a burger, pizza, wings, or a full Italian dinner with seafood favorites, Musos delivers the goods. Try their linguine pomodoro, fettuccine and shrimp, and yucky and meatballs or veal and chicken dishes galore. All cooked with care and at a family-friendly price. That's Musos Italian Restaurant, 4212 St. Lawrence Avenue. Call 610-779-7300. That's 610-779-7300. Now let's get back to the game of the Exeter Sports Network. So as we move into this third quarter, we'll see if Exeter can maintain one thing towards the end of that first half that they did very, very well. Hempfield had put together a few plays. They started their last drive on the 18-yard line, got to about the 42, their own 42, and then, Jerry, the Exeter defense stiffened two, uh, stiffened two straight yep. incompletions and fourth and seven, forcing a huge punt. Yeah, forcing the huge punt. And I don't think that we've even mentioned or gotten to that trick play. We did make reference to it where, it. where Exeter was able to bounce back from it. Yes, Although yes. the play happened, they were able to go in and score. Oftentimes, the momentum can swing in your favor. Mm-hmm. For Exeter, they came right back and scored. So one of those where they, they have that duck mentality where they're able to let those bad things slide off of them pretty quickly. Don't dwell on it. And then, of course, drive down and uh, add that last, that last score uh, before halftime with the 28-20 lead. Indeed. So, Ava, you got some scores for us over there? I do. So, Cedar Crest is up on McCaskey. 28 to 6 in the second. Mannheim Township is way over Reading, 41 to 0 by the second. Wilson's beating Penn Manor 7-0. Governor Mifflin's beating Lebanon 38-0. Warwick is up on Muhlenberg 35 to 7 in the second. Solanco is up on Daniel Boone 20 to 13. And Fleetwood is up on Elizabethtown 14 to 13. Jake Frannick has the ball on the tee, 12 minutes up on the clock. Exeter kicking off right to left on your radio dial. (laughs) Frannick approaches the ball, it's in the air. It's taken at the 10 yard line. They try a little fake action there, a lot of room to run. Still on his feet, the 45 where he's corralled, but a 35-yard return. Taking a look, it's Eddie Asadu, a 5'9", 160-pound junior. So he gives Hemfield great field position, bringing it all the way out to their 45. Asadu, not a huge guy, but fleet of foot. Did you see the acceleration when he hit about the 20? The kick almost it seemed to outkick the coverage because he ran for about 15 yards before he actually caught a defender. So needless to say, Landis in the gun, sidecar right, two receivers right, motion to the right. It's a quick throw to the flat near side. Coming to us, he's got the 50, the 45 into Exeter territory. The pass goes to Orion Abrams in the flat, put him in motion out of sidecar. 
gave him the screen. He's all the way into Exeter territory at the 39-yard line. It's a 16-yard catch and run. Darren, great blocking by Hempfield to open up a lane for that play to happen. First and 10, ball on the 39. Landis in the gun, two receivers left. He's got Walls to his right. Walls will take it. He's dancing up the middle. He's got the 35. Inside the 30, down to the 26-yard line. There's a 13-yard gain. And Hemfield on the move. Picking up where they left off, Darren. Here In, we go. Indeed they are. 29 yards on two plays. First and 10, ball on the 26-yard line. Landis will be in the gun. Walls to his right. Two receivers right, one left. Here's the snap. He drops back, fires it to the left side. Nice job breaking on the ball. Jaden Zandier, I believe. Nigel Meekins. Nigel Meekins. See, there you go. The two and the three. Forget it. I'll forever get that screwed up. Nice job, Nigel Meekins. Tried to hit him on a very quick slant. Nigel read it. Got there at the same time as the ball. So second and ten. Landis in the gun. Wall sidecar right. Two receivers left. Blank right. Walls will have it. He'll run up the middle. Not a whole lot of room. They'll give him the 24-yard line, so it's going to be a short gain of two. It'll bring up third and eight. Good job by the Exeter defense to hold that to two. I mean, there wasn't a lot of room anyway, but who was it that made that tackle? Was it McConnell? I'll say McConnell. Yeah. Yeah, it looked like he was reaching and trying to grab that ball, too. So they gave him an extra yard, give him three yards on the run. It'll be third and seven with the ball on the 23-yard line. Landis in the gun, empty backfield. Three receivers left, one, two right. Here's the snap. Coming with a blitz off the side is Flanders. He can't get there. Trying to run for the first down is Landis. He's taken down just shy of the first down. Casey Gerhardt bringing him down. He's about, let's say, a yard. So a six-yard run for Landis. Taken down roughly, too, Darren. He put a shoulder right in his gut. Indeed, he did. Big play here for the Exeter defense. 9.30 to go here in the third. Landis in the gun, walls aside of him. He's going to take it himself. He comes up. He's hit immediately. Short. He's going to be stopped. The defense comes up big on the left-hand side. Multiple players not even allowing him to sniff a first down. And it's a turnover on downs, and Exeter has it. Go Exeter defense. No sniffing by <laughs> Hempfield. Bowers out there. Coach Bowers out there congratulating them. That's the, the second big play. I don't want to say the second, but uh, as far as downs are concerned, mentioning 
the downs that they got the turnover at the end of the first half. And of course, here to start the second. Here's a handoff going to Zandir. He'll run off the left side. He'll get the 20 to the 21-yard line. It'll be a gain of four. Big defensive stop by Exeter. Let's turn this into something positive and uh, let's start putting a little distance in between us and Hempfield. Four yards on the carry. Bring the ball out. They'll mark it at the just shy of the 22. Call it second and a short six. Martinez in the gun. He's got Zandir behind him. Fakes the handoff. He's looking. He fires it deep. Pashley trying to get there. Incomplete. Nice job by the corner. Able to body him off. Pass goes incomplete. It's going to bring up third and six. No interference. No, good play by the corner there. Indeed. For Hemfield, Gabe Brito, he was called for pass interference once before. But nice job bodying him up that time. Martinez in the gun, takes the snap, hands it off to Zandir. There's nothing there. He's trying to go opposite, but absolutely nothing. Still on his feet, trying to make something happen. Still on his feet. He'll get back to the original line of scrimmage. He was probably pushed back. My goodness, probably a good 10, 12 yards. Spinning and twirling, trying to make something out of it. Yeah, good on him for not losing anymore. In the grand scheme of things, he'll pick up a yard, but it's fourth and five, and it'll force Exeter to punt. Yeah, yeah. No capitalizing on that. This would be a great spot for a trick play, though. Here's Nate Pashley kicking it. It's a good kick on the right side. Gates waits for it. He takes it at his own 36. He's got the 50 running along the sideline deep into Exeter territory, still on his feet. They're going to say stepped he out. stepped out of bounds. But a nice return. He takes it on his own 36. We're going to see where they mark it. They're going to give him the 30-yard line. Darren, the kick coverage has not been stellar tonight. Either that or Gates is that darn good. A 34-yard punt return. Sets Hempfield up first and 10, just outside the 30. Call it the 31. Landis in the gun. He's got walls to his right. Single receivers right and left. Here's the snap. Motion left to right. It's a jet sweep for Gates, but he's going to look to throw, and he's got to turn around. It's incomplete. What a play. Wow. Zandier. No. I think that was Panero. Alex Panero. Alex Panero. So there was a little trickeration there. Gates on the motion left to right trying to run a jet sweep, but then he peels off looking to throw it deep. Had he thrown that one more on a line, it's probably six, but he put a lot of air under it. Gave Panero time to get back there and just knock it away at the same time. Number 12 was wide open, and Panero closed quickly. Second and 10, Landis in the gun, hands it to Walls. It's a, actually, it's a quarterback keeper. He's running left end, takes a big shot over on the far sideline. 
Fooled me. It was, it was a nice, he put it in the belly of Walls, pulled it back, ran the far end. There is a timeout, I'm wondering, I think as they, oh, there's a player, an injured player for Exeter coming off the field. Could be. Neekins. No, it could that no. be Jaden Zandier. No, no, it is Meek. Nigel Meekins. Holding his side. Holding yeah, his he's side. Uh, doubled over in pain right there. Hey, trainer, can we get over to him? So third and two. <laughs> ball on the 23-yard line. Landis in the gun. Two receivers right. Gives it to Walls. There's nothing there. Nice job. Joel Amarino. Oh, actually, that was Logan Wegman. Ryan McConnell. Able to stop him, actually, he'll lose a few. Take it back. I'm going to say a loss of three on the play. Call it fourth and five. Great corral and throwdown by Logan Wegman. Trying to run walls up the middle. Nothing there. So fourth and five, another big play for the defense. Landis will be in the gun. Sidecar left as Walls, three receivers right. Here's the snap. He'll drop straight back. He'll hit Walls in the near flat. It first looks down. like he'll have the first down. As they mark the ball, it certainly looks like a first down from our vantage point. Waiting for the signal. And yep. it's a first down. Darren, how is this team two and five? Looking like this. I'll tell you what, they talk about any given Sunday. This very well could be any given Friday that uh, you come out and you just play really well. Angel Hernandez isn't roughing this game. That's very good. Very, wow. But <laughs> with the deep pull. Good job. <laughs> so, first and 10 on the 20 yard line. Landis in the gun, two receivers right. He's going to give it to Walls, who's running left. Tried a little misdirection there, but Exeter's defense up to the task. They bring him down. Taking a look over there, this one, Avon Acuna on the right side bringing him down. Feels like Exeter's got the run defense solved. Now if they can just clamp down on the pass. So no gain, second and 10, ball remains on the 20. Landis in the gun, Walls sidecar right. Two receivers left, one to the right. Here's motion. It's gonna be a pass to Walls here in the flat. Trying to get, he runs right through two defenders. It looked like Alex Panero tried to come up and make a play and ran by him. Yeah, he did. Allowing him to get all the way down to the 10 yard line. It's gonna be first and goal. On the 10 yard line. He sidestepped Alex Panero. One thing Hempfield is using, their skill players to the outside and the speed is killing Exeter. So Landis in the gun, walls behind him. He takes the run. No, actually it's a quarterback keeper. He'll get down to about the five yard line. He takes a shot there. Landis does a nice job of putting the ball on the belly and then pulling it back and running the edges. 
Darren, they really sell that fake, man. So five yards on the run for Landis. We're at the five and a half mark here of the third. Second and goal. Landis in the gun, two receivers left, Walls behind him. Here's the snap. They give it to Walls going right up the middle. He gets hit at the five, he'll stagger forward for a couple. Zach Zandier drags him down, he'll get to the two yard line, so it's a three yard gain for Walls. Inside of five minutes to go. Hemfield huddles up for the play call. Another big boy, Leo Brio, 6'3", 255, junior on the line for Hemfield. Here's Landis in the gun. He takes the snap, hands it to Walls. He's going up the middle, fighting for the goal line, but Exeter is able to stand him up and drive him back. It'll bring up a big fourth and goal. Fourth. On the three, nope, on the one. Got one out of it. Keegan sneering Sabatka making the play there. So fourth and goal, winding down to four minutes to go. Landis is under center. They're going to try to do a quarterback keeper. He's pushing, he's pushing touchdown. on the far side. Touchdown. Wow, man. So that was one where Landis walked to the shotgun position, ran up under center, took the quick snap, goes in over left tackle. And it's 28-26 Exeter, pending the PAT from Briscoe. Here's the snap, it's down. It is through and it is good. 3.57 to go here in the third. It's Exeter 28, Hempfield 27. We'll be right back. It's the Exeter Sports Network. He used to read his sports takes every morning in the newspaper. Now you can find Mike Drago stories in a new format on MikeDragoSports.com, a website dedicated to covering Burke's football inside and out all season and all year long. For four decades, Mike Drago has provided in-depth coverage of Burke's football. Now you can find it again at MikeDragoSports.com. Read feature stories about Berks County's top players, coaches, and teams. Mike's unequaled coverage is just a click away at MikeDragoSports.com. Subscribe today. Now let's get back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. 28-27 Exeter, 3.57 to go here in the third. Waiting for the official to give the ball to Briscoe to put it down and boot it away. And once again, we have Hempfield imposing their will on offense. Darren, I, 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 I hate to, to bring this up, but I did mention that... This team is in possession of the last Exeter regular season loss. 10 plays yet again, so the kick goes to the 21. It's picked up. Here's the return. He's got the 40. It's Jaden Zandier. He could go all the 
way. Wow. Touchdown. Taking a look. There are no flags. A 69-yard touchdown return for Jaden Zandier. And guess what? Exeter scores again just like that. Wow, man. Put me in my place. Good job, Exeter. <laughs> Zandier actually, the, the, the last defender. <laughs> Zandier made a move that he actually fell down trying to adjust to it. <laughs> it it was, fell right on his ass. It was the kicker, and obviously kickers can be known for just kicking. So here is Robbie Gaston who punches that one through. And let's see here, 14 seconds later after Hemfield scores, Exeter comes back with a 69-yard Kickoff return. 35-27 Exeter. We'll be back. It's the Exeter Sports Network. The best Italian food in Muhlenberg can be found at Margarita's Restaurant and Bar, 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. You can get a great sit-down meal, pizza, sandwiches, burgers, wings, and so much more at Margarita's. The chicken and veal marcella are to die for, and the pasta is second to none. Plan your next meal or party at Margarita's. Stop in before or after the next game. That's Margarita's Restaurant and Bar, 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. This is Zach Zandier, and if you want to hear more about the team and Exeter Sports, tune into the Exeter Sports Network. Well, if there's a way to get back into a game, Exeter knows how to do it the second time tonight that they have scored on the ensuing play. Two kickoff returns for touchdowns. Nate Pashley the first, Jaden Zandier the second. 343, and just like that, it's 35-27 Exeter. Ball's in the air, it comes to the near side. It's taken at the... 16-yard line, trying to get across the field. Nothing there, and he's going to actually, if he actually picks up anything, Eddie Asadu trying to run from the far right to the left. He took the ball on the 16. We'll see as far as where they're going to put it. Great coverage by Exeter, and the tackle by Richie Orfield. So essentially a three yard return there. Nice job, Exeter's special team. So first and 10, ball on the 19 yard line. Three and a half to go here in the third. Exeter is going to call timeout. A little confusion as far as personnel on defense. And that'll give us time to stay right here. That's right. <laughs> you always try to set it up and sometimes it doesn't always work that way. We've taken two really quick commercial breaks. Oh, we have? Okay. Yes, we have. We'll tell you what. Since uh, we have a couple seconds here, let's give you some a rundown of some quick scores here as we pull them Darren, up. Darren, I'll also give you an idea of something that's going on here at Exeter. Go ahead. On the 26th and 28th, the fall play Million Dollar Baby, which is promised to be really good. 
the kid who who's the second lead, Ryan. Uh oh, you better, oh, better yeah. get it right. Yeah, you better Ryan, get it right. Yeah, I better. At any rate, you 26 and 28 at 7 p.m. at the high school auditorium. It's going to be a a great play. Ryan Cloudfelter is his name, and uh, senior Lizzie West as Nellie Cavendish. Jackson Landis in the gun. He's got walls to his left, two receivers left. Empty on the right. He's rolling left, rolling left. He fires. He completes it over on the far side. Nice job, just a quick out. He hits Braden Charles in front of Jaden Zandier. Gonna see, it looks like a gain of seven. Call it second and three. Something that Hempfield has been successful with all night is the quick outs. So far, Exeter has not had an answer for him. They've been able to pick up nice chunks on first and second down. Here's Landis in the gun. Walls is behind him. He's going to take the handoff, run up the middle. Not a whole lot there. He's actually dragged down. Taking a look to see, is that Logan Wegman? Indeed it is. He pulls him down. We'll say it's actually a loss of one. Yeah, he hit, hit a wall, ran into a gaggle of eagles again, backed up a little bit, and that's when Wegman broke through, took him down. Third and three, put the ball on the 26-yard line. <clears throat> 2.45 to go here in the third. Landis in the gun. He's got walls to his left. Motion left to right. Two receivers now to the right. Landis back. He's looking, fires it. It's complete. Wow, man. Running down the left sideline, getting to about the 50-yard line. It's going to be the tight end, Philip Krauser. That's another one where the defender went for, I'll say, the INT or to knock it away, but the ball was there. Take it all the way inside Eagles territory to the 49. A 25-yard catch and play. Tenth field receivers are feasting on the Exeter secondary. Landis in the gun, walls behind him, three receivers right, one left. They try a run right up the middle, nothing there. Trying to throw it over the middle to Gates, it's incomplete. Exeter brought a blitz right up the middle. The running back walls came up to stuff it nicely. Landis tried firing it over the middle, incomplete. It'll bring up second and 10. I missed who made that play for Exeter, but uh, great job not being fooled by a, another fake that they pulled. That may be something Exeter has to employ. Landis has had time to throw back in the pocket. He's able to see downfield. His receivers do a nice job of getting open. Exeter may have to bring some pressure. Here's Landis in the gun. He's got it. He's dropping back. He's looking. Fires it left. It's complete. He's going to hit his receiver again. It's going to be Braden Charles. Enough for a first down. Literally right at the sticks at the far side. So put the ball on the 39-yard line.
Hempfield doing a nice job as far as working in front of the corners. Landis in the gun, walls behind him. He's going to keep it himself. He's running over the right side, still on his feet. He's going to get close to the 30. Well, let's see where they ultimately put it. Looks like the 32, so it'll be a gain of seven. Yeah, Landis has got to have 40 or 50 pretty hard fought yards on the ground as well, Darren. Doing a nice job again of mixing as far as the run, the pass, and Landis does a nice job as far as running that option, putting that ball deep into Wells' belly, or Walls, pulls it out, decides to run it himself. Landis in the gun, Walls to his right. He's in motion to the right. He's looking, looking. He's going to fire it deep down the field. He's got Gates. They fire, They and it's picked off. No, no they're going to say incomplete. Oh, yeah. Oh, it is. It's picked off. Throwing it deep to the right corner. Not sure as far as if he was going to say he was in bounds. Indeed, he is. And who'd they give the INT to? Zandir, Jaden. Jaden Zandir comes up big yet again. They tried to hit Micah Gates just running straight out. Yeah, Darren, it was confusing because the ref was waving his arms and you thought he was saying out of bounds. But uh, he then signaled ball going the other way. Well done, Jaden Zandier. So Exeter has the ball on their own one. That's where the official marks it after the INT. There, Riley Martinez is just going to take the snap under center and push forward for a few. Give them a little space. Probably two yards on the run. Yeah, Darren, Zandier brothers once again giving us something to cheer about here tonight. And uh, Mom Nicole is either listening right now or will be tomorrow, and she'll be cheering her boys on. Absolutely. What, what an incredible display of athleticism this evening. We are under a minute to go. Martinez is under center. He's going to hand it off probably to Jaden Zandier, who's got room to run. It's going to be a first down. He's out to the 15. He hit a huge hole. <laughs> Oh, actually, this one, Pharrell Caceres. But Pharrell will get out to the 15. And it's going to be a first down. Somebody had a hold of his foot for about two or three yards. He just kept moving forward with somebody wrapped around his ankle. That's desire, Darren. So 13 yards for Pharrell Caceres. And that's going to be the last play of the third quarter. We have played three full here in Riften. It's Exeter 35, Hempfield 27. We'll be back with fourth quarter action after this break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Every team, every game, all season long. 
That's the kind of unmatched Berks County football coverage MikeDragosSports.com brings to you, and it's just a click away. For profiles of the top players in Berks football, season previews of every Berks team, projections for every team in the Lancaster Lebanon League, team photo galleries, and history and stats you can't find anywhere else, turn to MikeDragosSports.com. Take advantage of our seven-day free trial from now through the end of the month. Football coverage you can't find anywhere else. That's MikeDragosSports.com. Now let's get back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. A prolonged conversation by the officials as we come back for the start of the fourth. It seemed like Hemfield was lobbying for potentially a delay of game call. Uh, needless to say, not called by the officials after a gathering. Well, Darren, fortunately, this is not Washington, D.C., so lobbying doesn't work in Exeter. Well, they bring the ball back to the 15, and that's where it will be first and 10 after that 13-yard run by Pharrell Caceres. The opening drive here of the fourth is going to be big for Exeter because obviously they're up one score here, but it's a situation where not only do you want to score, Jerry, but you want to take some time off that clock too. Yeah, man, now's the time for a little bit of clock management. You want to do as much running as you can. You don't, like, take your time getting four and five at a time. Right, Darren? Absolutely. So Martinez in the gun. He's got Pharrell Caceres to his right. Two receivers left, one right. Here's the snap. He drops straight back. He's looking, looking. He hits Zach Zandier on the near side. He runs over one defender. Very well could be close to a first down. <laughs> Zach Zandier took a past the near flat at the numbers as he turned, just ran the defender right over. And the official marking it at the 25, and it's a first down for Exeter. Darren, he absolutely ran him. Right over, right over the top. That, that's one of those where don't get into the locomotive's way because it's coming. Deposit him on his can. First and 10 on the 25. Here's a handoff to Caceres. He's running right, but there's nothing there. Nice penetration the left side of the Hemfield defense. They're going to mark the ball just outside the 27. Oh, correction. Uh, let's see. Actually, the 23-yard line, just shy of it. So we'll say it's a loss of two. Call it second and 12. Martinez will be in the gun. Caceres sidecar right. There's the snap. Hand it to Caceres. He's running. Oh, this is Jaden. Zandier, he's got... The sideline, the 50, the 40, the 30, 20, 10, 5, touchdown! Jaden Zandier, 78 yards. Unbelievable. Ava, there's another one you're going to be pulling Monday. 78 yards. <laughs> Got it. On the scamper from Jaden Zandier yet again. And it's 41-27 Exeter. 
There is that distance we were looking for, Darren. I'll tell you what, you give him the ball, if he's got any type of an opening, man, does he hit it, and he outruns the defense. Robbie Gaston on for the PAT, the ball up. It is through. And at the 10.40 mark of the fourth, it's Exeter 42, Hempfield 27. We will be back. It's the Exeter Sports Network. The best Italian food in Muhlenberg can be found at Margarita's Restaurant and Bar, 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. You can get a great sit-down meal, pizza, sandwiches, burgers, wings, and so much more at Margarita's. The chicken and veal marcella are to die for, and the pasta is second to none. Plan your next meal or party at Margarita's. Stop in before or after the next game. That's Margarita's Restaurant and Bar. 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. This is Riley Martinez, and you can listen to me throw more touchdowns all season long on Exeter Sports Network. Let's talk about Jaden Zandier's exploits this evening. He got it all started, of course, Nate Pashley, the 90-yard TD return. Jaden followed that up with a 33-yard touchdown run, a 23-yard touchdown run. And we'll talk more about it. Here's the ball in the air from Jake Frannick. It comes down at the nine-yard line. He's got the 20, the 25. He's got a head of steam. Bouncing off some would-be tacklers. Gets out to about the 38-yard line. That's where Hemfield will take over first and 10. So we mentioned those. And as we take a look even further as to what he's done... Of course, the 78-yard touchdown. He's got the INT that's set up, if you will, that touchdown. He has been absolutely all over the place. Yeah. Another good night for the Zandier boys. Hempfield starts first and 10 ball in the 38. Landis in the gun. He's got a quick pass to the near side to Gates, but not this time. Exeter has seen enough of it. Nice job coming up, stopping him for a loss. Taking a look, it very well could have been Tyler Flanders I on the right side. I believe it was. He twisted him down into the ground, Darren. Did you see that? So takes the ball back to the 34. It's a loss of four. Call it second and 14. Landis in the gun. Walls to his right. There's the snap. He's rolling right. He's looking. He fires right. Too far outside toward the sideline for Gates again. It's incomplete. It'll bring up third and long. Darren, now again, just to talk about this Hempfield team. They won their opener, 16-14. Lost 28-25. Lost 39-0. Lost 41-20, lost 48-7, lost 23-19. There's a couple of big losses there, but you know what? 
Most of the games they were in, and they were right there. Now we know why. Landis in the gun. Walls sidecar left, trips left, single receiver right. There's the snap. He's back. He's rolling, looking right. Fires right. This one could be INT'd. I think he just ran out of real estate on the far side. Nice job undercutting the route, but it's incomplete. It'll bring up fourth down, and Enfield will have to kick it away. And who is that? Is that Nigel Meekins that nearly made that interception? Not going to say I could see as far as the number on the yes, far indeed side. Yes, it was. All it right, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. So Jaden Zandier back at his own 35. Landis will kick it away, keeping an eye on him. It's a low line drive. It'll roll and roll and roll. It takes a Hemfield bounce. It'll go all the way down to about the 21-yard line, and that's where Exeter will take over first and 10. Richie Orfield looks angry at himself that he let that ball get away like that. 9.19 to go here in the fourth. So interestingly enough, when they started the last possession, I mentioned that ball control may be a factor. Mm -hmm. Well, that really isn't the way it turned out, is it? <laughs> it's a crapshoot, Darren. <laughs> it's all a crapshoot. Jaden Zandier, let's see, one, two, three, four, on the fifth play of the drive. Goes 78 yards, outraces everybody on the near side of the field. Block in the back on Exeter. Block in the back on the kick. According to PA man extraordinaire, Jay Schmidt. So we're watching them walk it off. They'll take it down to the 10-yard line. Now we'll see if Exeter doesn't just try to run the ball a few times. Take some time off that clock. 9.19 to go, 42-27 Exeter. Martinez in the gun. Here's the handoff. Running left. I'm going to say is Zandir. I'll have to wait and see until I see the number between him and Pharrell Caceres. Yeah. I'm going to say it was Zandir. Give him three yards running off the left side. Brings up second and seven. Running clock under nine minutes to go. Martinez in the gun. Zandir to his right. Two receivers right. Here's rolling right. Firing and oh, he hit he hit Nate Pashley in the hands, rolling to his right at the 15. But Pashley can't hold on, so it's incomplete. That one very well could have gone for a first down. Pashley saw some open land in front of him and turned a little too quickly. Didn't wait for the ball to get completely to him. That's too bad. So the clock stops. 8:33 to go. Here in the fourth. That also is a bad thing. Need to run some time out, as you said last time. And if you remember, right after you said that, they scored. 
Exeter breaks the huddle. Here's Martinez in the gun. He's going to fake the handoff. He's rolling right, rolling right. He was looking for Zach Zandier. Ends up just throwing it at his feet because he had pressure. So it's incomplete. Not the best three and out you would have wanted. Not that you want a three and out from Exeter Mm -hmm. right now. There's way too much time to have a three and out here, Dan. I'm a little surprised. I thought they would have gone with the run just to work some time off the clock. Mm-hmm. Essentially, they get three yards on first down, try two passes. So Nate Pashley will kick it away. He's standing on his own end line. Jay serenading us up in the press booth. Here's press the kick. Box. Angled away to the far side. It hits, digs in, takes a little bit of a Hemfield bounce. It'll end up on the Black Knights 45, and that's where they'll take over first and 10. Yeah, I think with that possession, if I'm Exeter, like I said, I want to take a little time off the clock. Uh, the, The two incomplete passes, obviously, not much ticks off at all. Right, Darren. Like, like in that case, even if you just get one first down out of it, you're taking two and a half or three minutes off the clock by running. So Hempfield over the ball, first and 10 on the 45. Landis in the gun. And before the play goes, a flag flies. It's probably going to be against Exeter because they let the play go. They tried a little, I'll say, a a jet sweep flea flicker, so to speak. Gave it to Gates, who was running right. He tried to pull it down and throw it, but a defender on him right away. (laughs) And then he just put up a shot put. I've got a feeling this one will be against Exeter. The officials are talking about it. Oh, I'm kind of surprised that they actually let the play go. It's procedure against Hemfield. Usually they kill the play right at the beginning. The flag was on that side, Darren. So Exeter will decline the penalty. Oh, nope. Now Bauer's saying walk it off. Yeah, walk it off. So they do. It'll be a five-yard penalty. Bring up first and 15 with the ball on the 40. You were putting the game in the hands of your defense by taking that penalty. Landis in the gun, three receivers, actually two to the left. Now the tight end in slot left. Here's a quick flare to the near side to Krauser. He'll get the 45, but that's where he's wrapped up by Nate Pashley. Get some help taking him down. So bring it out to the 46-yard line. It'll be a gain of six. Call it second and nine. Saw Richie Orfield on that play as well as Casey Gerhardt on that takedown. Hempfield utilizes a lot of passes in the flats to their skill players, looking for them to get some yards after the catch. So here's Landis in the gun, hands it to Walls running right up the middle. He is just churning his feet. He is going to pick up a first down. He gets into Exeter territory. He's right at the sticks. 
So it's going to be nine yards and a first down. He had a full head of steam when he hit the line of scrimmage. He took Carter Redding and another Exeter defender for a ride for about five or six yards. Winding down to seven minutes to go here in the fourth. Landis in the gun. Walls to his right. Two receivers right, one left. The snap. He drops straight back. He's looking left. He's looking left. Nothing there, and he's absolutely wrapped up. Nothing there. He was looking, looking, and taking a look to see. Let me take a look at the, the uh, good old... If I find the right one, number 68, Kevin Oswald. He's the one that able to get in there, wrap him up. It's a big loss. Takes it all the way back to the 47-yard line. It's a loss of six or seven. More. Actually, yeah, that's eight. that's you're probably looking about eight yards right there. So second and 18, now a flag flies. It's probably going to be a procedure unless they called timeout. And indeed they did. Timeout. 6-12 to go here on the fourth, 42-27 Exeter. We'll be back. It's the Exeter Sports Network. Eventually. It is. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's song. still. Oh, okay. You got it. How's that? One more time, Darren. Go ahead. Musso's Italian Restaurant in St. Lawrence brings the variety. Whether you want a sandwich, a burger, pizza, wings, or a full Italian dinner with seafood favorites, Musso's delivers the goods. Try their linguine pomodoro, fettuccine and shrimp, and yucky and meatballs or veal and chicken dishes galore. All cooked with care and at a family-friendly price. That's Musso's Italian Restaurant, 4212 St. Lawrence Avenue. Call 610-779-7300. That's 610-779-7300. Landis in the gun, he drops back. There is nothing there. Tyler Flanders gets there first. Oswald finishes him off, and it's an even further loss. <laughs> so that was at the 47. This one goes all the way back to the 39. Joel Omarino in on that stop as well. So now it's third and a couple blocks. Flanders pounding his fist in frustration that he didn't get that sack. So Landis in the gun, sidecar right, three receivers right. There's the snap. He's rolling right, rolling right. Logan Wegman all over him. He throws it in the middle to Krauser. Krauser trying to find some open space, but a nice job keeping him just shy of the 40. and He may get a yard out of it. Aiden Dauble runs him down. So it's going to be fourth down, and if you're counting at home, that's 26. Let's call it fourth and Birdsboro. There you go. You got it. So Hempfield's going to go for it. We're inside of five minutes, 4.45 to go. Landis in the gun. Walls to his left. Trips left. 
Here's the snap. Drops straight back. He's looking. He's looking. Firing it deep. It's a jump ball. It is incomplete. Bounced off a couple helmets, but it falls to the turf. It's incomplete. Exeter will take over. Got Jaden Zandier down there with a cramp. A cool night here at Exeter. You really couldn't ask for anything better as far as temperatures are concerned. Taking a look to see, we were 59 at game time. We're now at 52. Very comfortable 52, Darren. There is no wind. You take a look at that flag, a slight breeze when we started. Not a whole lot right now. Yeah. Yeah. So here's 433. Expect Exeter to run the ball a couple times. Pharrell Caceres behind Riley Martin, Martinez. Here's a run up the middle. He'll get to the 35. It'll be a five-yard gain. Brings up second and five. Pound the ground, Darren. Tell you what, you look at the scoreboard, 42-27, and obviously what we watched, the box score, unless you're able to see exactly what happened play-by-play, you aren't going to get a true feel for what happened here tonight. No, no, that score does not belie this game. Martinez in the gun, waiting for the play clock to go down. It's at three. He's got the snap, hands it off to Caceres. He's picking and weaving. He's going to get the first down. He'll get to about the 29-yard line. That'll be enough for a first down. Yep. That'll yep. move the sticks. Yeah, but getting back to that, Darren, it, that does not tell the tale of this game, that score, because it is much tighter than that. When you take a look at the number of plays, this is one of those bizarre college games where you take a look, <laughs> one team has 75, the other has 33, and the team with 33 wins. Yeah, yeah. Martinez in the gun. Play clock at three, gives it to Caceres. He's just holding on to the ball. I would assume Hemfield will start burning some timeouts here. You would think. And I think yep, they do burn one here. Three minutes to go here in the fourth. We'll we stay, stay right here, here with you. Yeah. There you go. See, I can read your mind now, Jerry. We're getting so good at this after three no, plus that's, years, No, that's Darren. just scary. That's just scary. <laughs> that's what that is. So, All Darren, right. we, let's talk about uh, the great year that Twin Valley's having this year. I pulled a little bit about them. Now, Drago Roach, that's uh, Evan Johnson. He's 35 rushing, rushing yards tonight at Ephrata. Become the second Burks back this season to reach 1,000 yards. His teammate, Drew Engel, is the other one with 1,000 yards. How about that? Those guys under Brett Myers, head coach Brett Myers, are tearing it up and good for them. Love seeing Twin Valley do good things. They have an unbelievable offensive line, a lot of big boys, and they've been opening holes. Let's give you some quick scores. Cedar Crest McCaskey, it's Crest 42-6 in the third. Mannheim Township blanking Redding 41-0. That's a third-quarter score. Wilson... Penn Manor, Wilson 21-0 in the fourth. Mannheim Central 40, Conestoga Valley 14, they're in the fourth. Warwick 50, Muhlenberg 7, they're in the fourth. 
Solanco 41, Daniel Boone 20. These are fourth quarter scores. Fleetwood 26, Elizabethtown 26. That one poised for overtime there in the fourth. Effort of 34, Twin Valley 25. They are in the third. Oh, mama mia. What was I just saying? Octorera 19. <laughs> this is a little bit of a stunner. Octorera 19, Burks Catholic 15. They're in it the fourth. Cacalico 37, Donical nothing. They're in the fourth. Going to section five scores. Northern Lebanon 28, Columbia 13. These are all fourth quarter scores. Schuylkill Valley 28, Hamburg 13, that in the Frost Bowl. The Panthers looking to take it home. And Lancaster Catholic 51, Kutztown 21. Darren, BC's going to pull that game out. They pulled out a couple of games this year that looked like they were going to lose. So we haven't come back to play on the field yet after the timeout. That's why we were able to go through the entire scoreboard for you. Just waiting away, resetting the clock to 3.07. Darren, the tension that was in this press box is gone now. There were some people sitting on pins and needles for a bit there, us included. Riley Martinez in the gun. He'll take the snap, hand it off to Nate Pashley running around left end. He's got a lot of room to run. He's got the corner, and he fires into the end zone. Touchdown, 31 yards on the run. Nate Pashley with his second touchdown of the game. And it's 48-27. Great run by Pashley. He's been getting it done tonight as well, as has uh, the entire team, honestly. I mean, I, I, I know that we painted a little bit of a picture, but this Exeter team has gotten it done tonight. Robbie Gaston waiting for the ball. He's got it. His foot is through it. And he's got another one. 2.56 to go here in the fourth. It's Exeter 49, Hempfield 27. We will be right back after these messages. It's the Exeter Sports Network. Is your house or business looking dingy or need a sprucing up? Be it interior or exterior, Lancaster Full Service Painting is right for your job. Specializing in all methods of painting, from brush and roll to airless spray and HVLP, Lancaster Full Service Painting will deliver a comprehensive premium job at a friendly price. There's no full service painting like Lancaster Full Service Painting. Call John at 717-419-8492 or schedule online at LancasterFullServicePainting.com. Now let's get back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. Exeter runs off 21 straight points to break open a close 28-27 game at one point here in the second half. Again, Jerry, you take a look at some of the amazing parts of this game. It was 28-27, and Hempfield at that point had a lot of momentum, and Exeter came back, as they have done all year, they matched the score. Yeah, and... and it's, it, it's a great gut check performance, and it shows the, the thing that you, you talked about earlier, resiliency of this team. They stayed with it. They didn't get down. And here we are. We're looking at a victory in 256. 
Jake Franick has it on the tee. It's up in the air, it's high, it's deep. It'll come down at about the 11 yard line. Bringing it out, there's a lot Whoa. of room to run. He goes through everything. I don't know, he's got a chance. Nice job, I think it was Jake Franick, the last guy. Well, let's see as far as who it was. It wasn't Jake. 40, do I see a number 40? Number 40. Well, I'm looking here, I think it was actually Alex Panero. Was it? Who made the game-saving, or the uh, game-saving, listen to me, the touchdown-saving tackle. I watched him jump up from the tackle. So talk about... Talk about the explosiveness that Hemfield has. He took that ball at his own 11, ends up taking it to the Eagle 10, just outside the 10. Here's a handoff going off to the right side. A new quarterback for Hemfield, Derek Catch, a 5'10", 155-pound sophomore. He hands it off to Ethan Caldwell, a 5'11", 185-pound sophomore. Clock running, 2.15 to go here in the fourth. Catch in the gun. He's going to hand it off. Not a whole lot there for Caldwell. He tried to bounce it to the outside on the right. But he's taken down after a short gain. Call it third and six. Can't see who that was on the takedown. We gotta get some binoculars. What do you think? You mean these? Those things, yeah. Those things, yeah. Yeah, they're doing us a lot of good in the case, Darren. So credit to Hemfield <laughs> coming in tonight, Jerry, as we talked about it. It was one of those where up and down season, going through some turmoil coming into this game. Certainly we can see a very well-coached team, a lot of credit to the coaching staff of Hempfield. They came out here and gave Exeter a fight. Yep. Here's a throw to the end zone. Too high on the right side. It's incomplete. Tried to hit Braden Charles. It falls incomplete. It'll be fourth and six. Well, Darren, Hempfield is just a couple of years removed from a district title. Correct? Indeed they are. So that that says something for a great coaching job. 120 to go on the clock. It stops on the incomplete pass. Fourth and six. Ball on the 11-yard line. Here's the snap. In fact, before the snap, a timeout is called. Hempfield calls time. We'll keep it right here, I'm sure. We will. Darren, another great Exeter victory. We're going to go to 8-0. 8-0, and I'll tell you what. These last two weeks, Mannheim Central, Conestoga Valley, they're playing tonight. So we've got Conestoga Valley, the Buckskins next week. Uh, it's, we're on the road. But the game tonight, Mannheim Central 47, Conestoga Valley 14. So that might give you a little 
precursor there as to potentially what to expect next week. CB, not a terrible team. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. They come into tonight's game with one league loss. Right. So, obviously, they're battling as well. We go to CV next week. Yes, we do. Then we finish up here. We finish up here with Mannheim Central. Against the it, Barons. If, I'll tell you what. If uh, Again, the win next week, you want to talk about an electric Don Thomas Stadium Dude. in two weeks? Dude. What what an atmosphere that will be. Dude. Let's go into that one, 9-0, and and them 8-1. and Here's a throw to the left side. I'm not exactly sure what happened. I'm going to say it was incomplete. So he tried throwing it to the left-hand side. It falls harmlessly incomplete. It'll be a turnover on downs. And Exeter has 1.16 to run off the clock. Our timeouts denoted on the, on the scoreboard. Indeed they are. I do not see the spot. Uh, you can take a look at, and I'm taking a look here. They yeah. are not. Yeah, it's over there somewhere. All right. <laughs> That's my final answer. <laughs> <laughs> would you like to phone a friend? I, I would. I'd like to phone a friend <laughs> who might know. I'm going to phone one of the uh, one of the individuals who works with the grounds crew and ask them if there is something over there. I think that might be my best option. Where's Dean? So the clock running, 110 on it, 35 on the play clock. So they'll let that wind down, take one snap, take a knee. Giving you some finals, Cedar Crest beat McCaskey 48-6. Nobody cares about that one. Mannheim Township 41, Redding nothing. Wilson 24, Penn Manor nothing. They're in the fourth. Mannheim Central 47, Conestoga Valley 14. Governor Mifflin beat Lebanon 45-0. It's Warwick 57, Muhlenberg 7 there in the mm. fourth. Hate to see that. The fourth quarter scores, Solanco 48, Daniel Boone 27. Fleetwood and Elizabethtown still tied at 26. Effort of 45, Twin Valley 33. Burks Catholic found a way to come back. They beat Octorera 22-19. What did I tell you? You did say it. Schuylkill Valley beats Hamburg in the Frost Bowl, 28-13, and Lancaster Catholic takes down Kutztown, 58-21. That is We're it winding there. down. Five seconds to go. Both teams have lined up already. Congratulating them on a well-fought game. Exeter comes out on top, 49-27. We'll be back with post-game comments after these messages. You've been listening to the Exeter Sports Network on Jerry Gelliff Media.
football season and the new Birdies Inn is your place for all the big games. Featuring more than 30 TVs and NFL Sunday ticket so you won't miss a single game, college or pro. Entertainment every day of the week. Good food, good service, good prices, and great people. That's the new Birdies Inn. Located at Five Points in Exeter, 160 Old Friedensburg Road, where they remind you to have fun and be kind. Every team, every game, all season long. That's the kind of unmatched Berks County football coverage MikeDragosSports.com brings to you, and it's just a click away. For profiles of the top players in Berks football, season previews of every Berks team, projections for every team in the Lancaster Lebanon League, team photo galleries, and history and stats you can't find anywhere else, turn to MikeDragosSports.com. Take advantage of our seven-day free trial from now through the end of the month. Football coverage you can't find anywhere else. That's MikeDragosSports.com. The best Italian food in Muhlenberg can be found at Margarita's Restaurant and Bar. 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. You can get a great sit-down meal, pizza, sandwiches, burgers, wings, and so much more at Margarita's. The chicken and veal Marcella are to die for, and the pasta is second to none. Plan your next meal or party at Margarita's. Stop in before or after the next game. That's Margarita's Restaurant and Bar. 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. Is your house or business looking dingy or need a sprucing up? Be it interior or exterior, Lancaster Full Service Painting is right for your job. Specializing in all methods of painting, from brush and roll to airless spray and HVLP, Lancaster Full Service Painting will deliver a comprehensive premium job at a friendly price. There's no full service painting like Lancaster Full Service Painting. Call John at 717-419-8492 or schedule online at LancasterFullServicePainting.com. You're listening to Exeter Equals Football on the Exeter Sports Network. We are back at Ripton. A 49-27 Exeter victory. And Jerry, I was just taking a look as far as some first-half stats. And the one thing that stands out to me is going to be as far as the number of offensive plays. Hempfield in that first half ran 47, excuse me, 40 plays, unofficial numbers. We've got a an interview going on right now. She thought I pointed at her. She's he's interviewing him, but but I wasn't ready. I just happened to run into her to see her, and she thought that I pointed at her. Well, we'll and take. We're a already look. halfway into it. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll see here as far as uh, <laughs> tell her. <laughs> I was going to say, is there something where you could tell, like, do it again? Yeah. No, I, I really can't. Well, we missed them. All right. Well, she talked to Jaden. She. That's okay. She interviewed Jaden Zandier. We so didn't hear a word of it. <laughs> it's okay. So she interviewed, we're going to give you the Cliff Notes version there. She interviewed Jaden Zandier. Uh, Jaden Zandier with an absolutely monster game tonight. Uh, taking a look, of course, as far as the 33-yard run, touchdown run, a 23-yard touchdown run. Uh, looking even further here, he had the huge INT down at the one-yard line. He's got a 69-yard punt return that he took to the house. 
Actually, I think that was the kickoff return. Yeah, that was the kickoff return that he took to the house. Mentioning the INT, a 78-yard scamper uh, late uh, in the third quarter, uh, taking it to a 42-27 Exeter lead. And then, of course, you know, finishing up there, Nate Pashley uh, with that 31-yarder. But talk about an impressive talent as to Jaden Zandier. We, we really didn't know. We, we hadn't seen him before. But Exeter has a fantastic way of bringing talent to the top, uh, to developing their talent. And, you know, certainly just a monster game tonight. Yes, indeed, Darren, and I'm sorry if if, if <laughs> I'm missing anything. I need you to keep going on because I've got her down on the field and we're trying to coordinate. Now, that's all right. Go ahead. So I'm going to actually talk. They're doing an interview right now with the offensive line. And on that offensive line right now, you've got Joel Omarino down there, Nate Govan the second. I want to say probably the McConnell brothers, number 77, Ryan McConnell and his brother, Number 65, Matt McConnell. They're down there talking in addition to Riley Martinez. Probably Riley saying nothing happens unless we have these guys in front of us. And a fantastic job tonight. Everything basically cleared out. We're taking a look down to see as far as uh, if we've got another interview yet, and I'm sure we will. We just haven't gotten there yet. I don't think she's even down on the field. I don't see her. Uh, is I think she's right there aside of that tray or whatever it is. Right by the 50-yard line, about three paces to the oh, right on the track. Go. There we go. There you go. So, yeah, again, Jerry, one of the weird games because – Hemfield in that first half, as I mentioned, the number of plays. I mean, you would you would see something like that and expect them to have a 28-7 lead because they really dominated. They absolutely dominated uh, as far as just ball control. Passing, a nice mix of passes, a nice mix of run plays. Uh, and at that point, they, they really had Exeter on their heels all game long. Okay, she's going to Bauer. And they were Coach able Bauer. to... Again, big plays. Kept them in it. So I'm going to wait. Coach Bauer talking to one of his players right now. And Coach Bauer we go. heading over to Ava for our post-game interview. As soon as. <laughs> go ahead. So I'm here with Exeter's head coach, Coach Bauer. This game has been very exciting to watch, and I'm sure for you, thrilling to coach. What do you think is a crucial asset for the players winning tonight? Again, against we, this was by far our cleanest game. We cleaned up a lot of penalties tonight. We challenged them to do that, and they definitely answered the call. You know, Jaden Zandier was all over the field, but again, it always starts up front with our offensive line, and we controlled the line of scrimmage all night, and we had to give them all the credit in the world. Defensively, we responded in the second half, and we made the right adjustments, and we slowed them down, and we capitalized on some uh, key turnovers. I can agree as well that Jaden had a very impressive game tonight. What do you see him getting progressively better as his football career continues at Exeter? Again, the most important thing is his confidence. You know, that's gr it's growing leaps and bounds, and you know he's running physically in between the tackles. Uh, defensively, he's becoming a, an asset for us, covering you know man coverage on good receivers, and he's just so explosive when he gets the ball in his hands in any phase of the game. Congratulations on your win. Back to you guys. 
Well done, Ava. All right, we are back in the Exeter Sports Network booth. And, yeah, you know, we're going to talk about this where we've, we've seen the ebbs and flows throughout this season. And as we started out, they started out a little slow. Mm -hmm. uh, we we mm -hmm. were expecting, we were spoiled from last year. We were expecting the high octane right from the get-go. And when we didn't see that right away, we started wondering, okay, what can we expect? Right. So now we've gone through the middle of the season. We're coming to the end. And I'll tell you what, if you would have told me that the explosiveness of this offense would be what it is now versus what we saw before, I don't, I don't think I would have been able to, to give you a thumbs up and say, oh, yeah, we'll be able to strike at will. Can we say that a good portion of it is Riley Martinez? Can we say that a good portion of it is that we didn't quite see Jane Zandier being what he's become? And can we also say that a good portion of it is Zach Zandier filling in in all kinds of ways we weren't expecting him to? I mean, it, it's, just, it's just really an incredible team effort. You see people not just playing where we expected them to be and the blossoming of Riley Martinez. It, and that's exactly it. It's the maturation of Riley. It's the maturation of Jaden Zandier back there developing into the running back that he is. Of course, and I'm going to throw Pharrell Caceres in there too. They're a great one-two yeah, punch. Man. Depending on what works, what isn't working, you can add the other one in there and you don't miss anything. And at that point, you even have your, your, your offensive line, which, of course, is doing unbelievable things, allowing those two guys to do what they do. And, and, and Riley back there, when I say the maturation process, the, the beginning of the year may be a little hesitant as far as pulling the string on some yep. throws. Now the confidence is there. Absolutely. He knows if he puts it up there, his guy's going to come down with it. And it just adds a whole new dimension to this offense. And after that scary moment at Warwick... Uh, you know, we, we could have seen him back off. We could have seen him, you know, get reticent, and he didn't. This kid is just flat out going, he, and he goes 100 miles an hour. And we even saw him last week, again, go after some extra yards in a, in a game that was that was well in hand, and he's still going after those extra yards. So his confidence has just gone up and up, and. He's helping lead this team. And when you know you have a team, and this is where Coach Bauer has to feel pretty good, when you know you have a team that can strike the way they can. A few weeks ago, Riley Martinez, 82 yards around in, mm -hmm. goes to the house. You've got Nate Pashley taking it to the house off kickoff returns. Right? You've got Jaden at anywhere on the field who can bust one and take it to the house. It's just it, it, what a comfort it has to be in such a, a game like this where it was so close in that first half. But amidst it all, they still had separation with a 28-20 lead going into halftime. Right. And and that, from, from Coach Bauer's standpoint, that had to be, I don't want to say comforting because how that first half played out. But to know that we can, we can bend but don't break Right. And we can be in this game and, and have a lead, uh, albeit, you know, probably one score, two-point uh, conversion there. But we can have a lead 
and I can feel comfortable about it knowing that these kids, we can make the adjustments, which they did coming out in that second half, and we can, 21 nothing. they shut them out in the second half. Right. I mean, that's, that's, that's the kind of team that we've got. What a great comment that is, Darren. And, yeah, it, it's the maturity. It, it, it's all those things you mentioned. And I'm really looking forward to next week because Conestoga Valley is going to be a real game. It absolutely will. You know, if, if you were taking a look at the schedule, and I know Coach Bauer always says 1-0 one, one every week, 1-0, yeah. which I understand. When you're taking a look at the schedule and you're thinking, okay, these are the games we should win. Right. Okay, everybody, I, I think, would do that. And then you start getting to, again, a game like tonight. You're thinking, yeah, we should win. Well, it poses a little bit of a challenge. It, it develops some character in your team. Right. Because at that point, you know what? They pushed you a little harder than you thought. Now you got Conestoga Valley. Got to get by them. Yep. So, and, and obviously, they're right up there among uh, Mannheim Central and Exeter as well as far as battling for a, a league championship. So you've got them. You know they're coming for Bear next week. So yep. Exeter's got to be on their game. Then yep. they make it through that one, and then it's the granddaddy of granddaddies as far as high school <laughs> sports is concerned. And and certainly, you know, hopefully we get to that point in week 10. But this is what you live for. And it's one of those you find out on the field, are you going to play or are you going to tighten up? Right. And Exeter has the talent. They've got the coaching that they're out there. They're relaxed and they make it happen. Indeed, they do. And uh, with that, we should say to Ava, Ava, we're very sorry. We completely missed that interview. It's all good. No worries. So tell, yeah. tell us what he said. <laughs> so he just said, I asked him about the advantages of having the speed that he has along with the other offensive players that have been given the ball. And he said that it just makes making those key plays better and better. They figure out new ways to figure out those routes, get around all the players that they know that they need to look out for, and they proved themselves tonight. I mean, Nate Pashley had quite a big touchdown in the beginning. Jaden followed up with about four touchdowns after that, so the future is very bright for extra football. Isn't that the truth? And, and that's what we talk about as far as how the machine just keeps churning. You know, you, you've got a team, let's face it, we've talked about it how many times. You got a team that has Joey Schlaufer and it has uh, Lucas Palange and it has Kyle Lash. I mean, just guy after guy after Anthony guy. And you're able, and oh, of course, sorry, Anthony, if you're listening, I, I didn't mean to omit <laughs> you. But uh, yeah, you, that kind of talent, and then you can just roll over and not miss a beat. Uh, yeah. It's just, it's phenomenal as far as to speak, as far as what's it going is. on here at Exit. It is. All right. Anything else you want to say, Jerry? No, just uh, tune in next week, 645, same place for the game against Conestoga Valley. We'll be there covering it, and like, like nobody else can cover it. Right, Darren? Isn't that the truth? It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, obviously, the excitement in the stadium will be, it'll be heightened, no doubt, and uh, yes, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it indeed. Ava, anything you want to say uh, goodbye to the fine folks? Just have a good night. Very intense game, and I'm glad we ended with a win. Hey, and remember, if you didn't have an opportunity, the tell me about your podcast. I uploaded yes. my next episode of The Student Chirp. I talked to defensive backs coach Alex Dundor and 
a few of who did I talk to? Now I'm drawing a blank. Volleyball players. Volleyball. My teammate Liliana Magazoo. Yeah, Libero. that's right. That's yes. who I talked to. Yes. So tune into that, and I will be posting another episode too. Student Chirp. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. I assure you, you will be entertained. She does a fantastic job. She does a great job, and she did it all on her own. All I did was tell her, do a podcast, and she went, okay, and now she just does it. So in wrapping up, we thank, of course, our sponsors. We thank uh, the Birdies, as always. Appreciate everything that they do. Uh, we thank Margaritas and MikeDragoSports.com. Absolutely. Couldn't do anything here without their support, and we thank them very much. All Lancaster right. Lancaster Full Service Painting, and the other one being Musos. There Thanks you go. Who provided us with unbelievable food tonight. It was fantastic. The if you're listening over at Musos, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, again, just incredibly grateful that, uh, that you're able to provide that for us. So thank you yeah, very man. much. All right. That'll do it this evening from Riften, the site, Exeter Senior High School. Tonight's final, Exeter 49, Hempfield 27. For producer Jerry Gelliff, my sidekick, say goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. I just kicked them in the side, too. Ava Strauss? Nighty night. <laughs> I don't have anything to beat that. Friends, no, we're not beating that one. Thank you for joining us. We will talk to you next week. Conestoga Valley, like Jerry said, 645. Thanks for joining us. This is the Exeter Sports Network. Have a great evening. God bless. Thank you for joining us for Exeter Football on the Exeter Sports Network. The game has been brought to you by the new Birdies Inn. Located at five points in Exeter, MikeDragosports.com, the best high school sports coverage in Berks County, and Margarita's Pizzeria in Laureldale. Join us next week when the Eagles travel to Lancaster to take on the Conestoga Valley Buckskins. This has been a presentation of Jerry Gelliff Media. Good night. Good night.